Hello and welcome back to the only show that breaks down and cracks up, skews and reviews each week's DC Comics. I'm the butt baby of the Joker, Eric Shea. And I am the purveyor uh, of positivity. You screwed me up. I was going to say what? the same thing. I was going to say exactly sure. the same thing. I sure was. you were. I was going to say it in a different way, but uh-huh. I was maybe butt baby. I'm the butt baby too. Hey, this is the Weird uh, Science DC Comics doing? Podcast, episode number 466, Four. 66. Can you believe it? Because I'm having 66. trouble. 66. I'm telling you, I was going to be the butt baby. I wanted to be the butt baby, Eric. We'll be getting into well, you that. Are. A lot of people ended up losing their minds. I mean, I wanted to take Clayface down to the lake is what I wanted to do, Eric, all along, and I couldn't <laughs> get to. But hey, everybody, for 66. Holy moly. We're going to get a bit of a mail. We're not going to have a mail section, but we're going to have a little bit of a mail in a couple minutes here that's going to explain why this week is so big Eric. it's not just because it's the 466 because that is my favorite anniversary that is as you know the butt baby anniversary but hey Obviously. here we are welcome all of you weirdos in the get fresh crew <laughs> to a podcast that's going to be real short like me say it eric i'll dare you I'll, I'll, I'll dare you anything. son of a gun we're going to end down, up butt we baby. have th- three books Yes, at least I'd be, you know, uh, a quick birth. But you end up having three books uh, on quick the birth, show. Quick throw away, everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We haven't had a show with this little amount of books in quite some time. Uh, sometimes we'd have like an annuals week. That one time me and Reggie did that show and it was like nine hours with like three books. That was fun. I don't think we're going to have that this week. But we do end up Better having... <laughs> You know, such big books. We have a Joker book. We got a Batman book. We got a Poison Ivy book. Oh, my God. It's a Bat-centric book. The Bat-centric podcast. It's a Bat-centric podcast. It really is uh, because this week there were a couple of other books out there. Two of those were picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew to be on our Patreon-only podcast that comes out every Thursday. It's Patreon only, so if you want to listen to it, which it was Sword of Azrael number six and Dark Knights of Steel number nine, you just head on over to that Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science. Yeah, pick a level and away you go, Eric. You can listen to us talk just about that easy. those two books where I was real tired. I apologize to people in the show notes because I felt like I was drunk. That whole time, and I don't well, yeah, know. Yeah, you talked did... about. I have no idea for forty minutes after we got done the reviews. Exactly. Well, I like talking about. I have no idea. That's my favorite thing to talk about. I just felt bad because those books, even books that we've enjoyed, it didn't have a lot of meat on the bone. Now, no. hopefully, that's not the case in the books that we're going to talk about tonight. It kind of is. This is a weird week. This is a weird week overall at DC. These books that we kind of count on being great and weren't so much so, and controversy about butt babies and things, people losing their <laughs> minds. Gordons. I mean, seriously, people are losing their minds over that Joker deal, and I just wonder if they read the, the front end of that, because I thought that that was even worse. But we'll get to that. I don't want to spoil things, Eric, but as I already mentioned, the badasses, of the Get Fresh crew, er, er, beep, beep. here is a little roll call for them, Eric. Ah, oh, yes. Come on, I gotta get but fired up. I did end up. I ended up uh, sleeping a little, so I'm a little better. But now you crack yeah, well, me up. That was like two days ago. <laughs> well, I probably slept since then. Eric K Double K Jeffrey Greek. 
Stephen Bedhead, Mitchell the Annihilator, Ted Probst, I Love Punchline, Stuart, Michael S., Cam, Matt Razor, D-Man 3000, Lady Abby and Lord Andy, Francisco L. Rock III, Niels Tewart, David Fink, Stephen Baum, Jason Colby, Sue 42 to me and you, Michael G., Michael G., there he is, Ken Howick, Comic Boom Rocke, Ben Overbridge, you son of a... Oh, my. Oh, my goodness. What am I talking about? Baby. But, baby. I'm never going to get these done in time. Mark Jager, Nick Adams, Ruben, Ruben, Carlos, Noah Farr, Matthew Rapier, Luke Hollywood, Simon, Luis, man, Ship, Andrew Belfast, Swanee, Anthony G, Josh Vermillion, my man Pete from NYC, uh, Batman Beyond Mark, who we'll hear from in just a second, our man Rob Lewis, Beam your Brandy Murray up there in the Buffalo and Double A Run in Minnesota, where Doc's in that butt baby's ass. I, I, well, I'll hit it again for you because I just oh, want to. Oh, God. Uh, uh, I just like but, singing but, butt, but, baby. Baby. <laughs> but, 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 baby. But, baby. Baby. Can you pause a second? I'm going to run off and record this really quick. I really need to do this. I ended up having a bit of a parody song that I was going to do this week, and I, I thought it'd be good until I started doing it. It was for the Marvel <laughs> deal, but you'll laugh. Voice and, well, no, it was something where I just couldn't get it right. I'll try to get it, but it was two of these songs. Mm, 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 by the crash test dummies <laughs> but it, it was for it's venom like the most boring parody i know ever. but it was for venom and it was like venom then there was and this it, eddie i'm telling you it, what eddie was the second verse the first part oh. was about spidey going off to the secret wars i thought it was really neat and then i ended up recording i'm like <laughs> I yeah think it's i'm not digging this i i have to perfect it i think i was going i was embellishing the the singing a little too much i think you know so i wasn't it was as gold. boring right you know it's pretty bad but yeah i like that butt baby song though that is pretty cool that and maybe <laughs> have that on my playlist listen to that working out with that and cisco's thong song we would be right in there Eric. that would be awesome but I already said no butt babies. That is true, but 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 it's so good. Oh my goodness! But I said before that we're going to have a quick little mail here before we get to the books. And again, I think that this is going to be a real quick podcast. So if you do want more shows, you could go over to the Patreon. More, more money means more speech therapy. You end up where Batman Beyond Mark ended up sending us a mail. And it's kind of a cool deal. Here it is. Sup, America's sweetheart, Eric Shea, and podcaster extraordinaire, Jim Werner. I so wanted Mark. to wish you both a happy eight years of podcasting. This is our anniversary, Eric. And because Jim asked the other week, it's happy 418 consecutive weeks of podcasting. Ugh. So we ended up finding <laughs> out that, but this is our anniversary week, he says. I trust him. I was listening to a bunch of podcasts over the last two weeks. You kept talking about anniversaries. We've had guests on who are other podcasters who were having like big, like 10 year anniversaries. And I thought to myself, and the thing is, wasn't a lot of thinking because I thought, how long have we been doing this shit? And, you know, not a lot because I didn't do the math. So I had no idea it was eight years this week. That's crazy. Yeah. And the thing is, with the spotlights that we used to do and still do now on the Patreon, but we used to do on the regular. We have a lot of podcasts in that eight years. Like a lot of people I hear, it's like, oh, happy 10-year anniversary. Now let's get on to episode 290. I'm like, what happened? Well, what are you guys doing? But, yeah, we have a lot pace, of those pace under the belt, Eric. Under the belt. We had a life, like, you like That's to what go. it's called. That is true. I mean, we have pretty much every Saturday for a 
418 straight weeks. We've been doing this. I pretty much just given up on Saturdays. It pretty much is the podcast. Well, the thing is, but- I thought that I could be able to go out and have a weekend zone because the one time I was going up to the Poconos with Jess to go visit my grandmother and put flowers on my daddy's grave. And I'm like, look, there's only a few books this week. You and Reggie can handle it. Please, can you take this <laughs> from me? And it was an eight-hour podcast. I lost my damn mind. I'm like, never again. I love, too, when you had points where you did end up having to go away. But me and you would do half the show before oh, yeah, you left. Time, yeah. And then I'd still yell that you weren't there. It's just the deal. I keep yelling uh, with the deal. Like you yelled that I wasn't there. And up next, me and Eric talking about three hours of books. Yeah, three hours. We would do you do, and then me and Reggie would take over. But that one, we did most of the show, me and Reggie, and just, I don't know what was going on. We went on and on and on. On and on and on and on like the butt baby. But we're going to end up talking about three books. I think this will be one of the shortest shows. We think the longest one was just under 13 hours. It was a little over, I thought. And and I thought maybe it was. And the funny play is that people have asked me about this at points, recently even. And they think that maybe if we did that. Well, yeah, that. Uh, But they also thought that it was one of those things that we recorded like an hour each day for two weeks. And I said, God, no, for amazing. the most point at that deal, we were just recording straight. We would just go through. We'd take All right, breaks. The sun's going down. Let's start. Oh, no, the sun's coming up. Let's yeah, end. that one. It was we started around seven and, you know, well, actually probably started around nine because we used to probably. start a little later because you would watch the Doctor Who's and stuff. But sure. yeah, that was nonsense. <laughs> I remember. And then I I'm telling you, I think back then I don't know when I edited this shit because I, I obviously I think I went to bed then, but. Who knows? Who knows, Eric? But I think that screwed up my sleep from the get-go. I'm going to blame that. I'm not going to blame anything else but that. And so there you go. Take that. I'm sitting here. I I end up talking about not sleeping. And while the, you know, theme, the main theme was going, I was reaching over because I did get medicine, Eric. And I was was reaching over to get it. I couldn't get to it because I I don't know. I don't like to take it. My my T-Rex arms. But I'm afraid if I take it now. I'm going to end up staying up all night. I don't need that. I don't need that. We're going to get done early. I'm going to go get ice cream for Tanya. She oh. wants the ice cream. She's all upset. I didn't even tell you all week we had uh, Rafe and Logan weren't even here. They were watching Zach's apartment. So everything was nice and quiet. It was saying, yeah, How does he need to have to be watched? Uh, because they have a dog. Him and his oh, girlfriend okay. have a dog, so they dog watch. Really, I honestly with, with don't Rafe's know a lot dog. about what Zach's life's going on with now. The idea that he lives outside of the house and has a girlfriend has a dog. I don't know. I just thought for some reason, oh no, we're watching Zach's apartment, which means they broke in and they're just living there while he's gone. <laughs> they're watching it from from the parking lot <laughs> until he leaves and he goes in. No, they were there, so and they were acting like they were big, you know, highfalutin people there. That the oh, apartment. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, too, just to tell you. Uh, Logan got the job at Yum Yum, so there you nice. go. He's getting uh and getting paid pretty decent amount. He said the people are real nice to him. He ended up saying, "I'm working with all these old ladies." And then I went there. Th- these ladies might be 28. The thing is, I knew you were going to depress me by saying something like that. Yeah, I was like, really? Like these? Yeah. And then he got mad because he didn't want me to come in and watch him work. So I said, "All right, I'll see you there, Logan. Don't put too you much." Used to do it to me all the time when we worked together. Jerk off. Yeah, really. I'd come in and embarrass Watch you. me work. Hey there, hey there Eric. Oh, but, oh, thank you. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Well, there you go. But yeah, we're on our. What was it? Did he, did he say four sixty-six or eighteen? Oh yes, four hundred eighteen consecutive, consecutive weeks and eight years of podcasting. So 
congratulations to everybody else who actually Goodbye, put everybody. up with this and listened to us because, I mean, we only have a couple more episodes left, right? Oh. You end up where Ruben uh, actually had a dream. He said it was a nightmare. I say it's a dream that he just tuned in and we were done. But he said the worst part of this was like episode 880. <laughs> like, really? Like, oh, no. that's happening? Prophecy. What am I? You know, all of a sudden I'm broadcasting from limbo or something, and that'd be trouble. Yeah, look, just because your size doesn't mean you're ending up in children's limbo. Well, that's what I was hoping. I'm going to be playing the game. So to be like, hey, that little boy. I'm like, hey, what's going on? And then I'm in limbo. I then, Because hey if there, I'm not there, kids. I'm going to keep on going down. Yeah, I got in a fight with a guy on Twitter this week that was kind of a fellow kids guy. He was yelling, and he ended up where he was proud to tell everybody that he was a comic book fan, but he was 62 years old. And when I looked at his deal, hella great. He was saying, oh, my God, it was driving me nuts, this guy. What? He's keeping it real. He was. He was keeping it real. He's a jerk. But a lot of people came out of the woodwork this week for that butt baby uh Issue a lot of people seem to not know what the hell they were talking about, even read comics and just yelling stuff. So, we will talk about that the in internet. a second. Yeah, exactly. It's more Twitter. I think that everybody, like, is Reddit still where the assholes hang out, or are they all just on no, it's Twitter. Twitter? I don't know. I figured it was Twitter because that's where I'm hanging out and I'm an asshole. So, I figured that was the play. You just, you know, confirmed it. But we're going to go up down to the You're books. As I, said, <laughs> as I said, we have three books. We'll try to have some fun with this. I ended up reading these. I'm like, okay, what's the fun angle here? And I couldn't come up with it. So I'm I'm looking <laughs> at you for that, Eric. I'm going to lean on you as I always do for the fun angle. But we'll be back in a second after a song that I don't know, Eric. You might end up getting upset with me, but I'm going to lean oh, no. on that one, too. Well, you know what I'm going to put on. <laughs> but we'll be back in a minute with the books. Tragic that you have to die to get hot from DC. Didn't this just happen yesterday? You went and died with a Justice League. Now I have to hear the bullshit that you're gonna be replaced. Was it Joker the band that killed you? Oh shit, it was just fail safe. Now Batman's dead. Seen this many times before Man's dead Five or six times maybe more Now I guess that we're just left with Chase Yeah, right Batman's dead into the ears and dead no more I don't think I'm gonna read this anymore Ah, Eric, that's a lie. I'm going to keep Ooh, reading, that song it slaps. reading it and reading it. Ah, that Batman, he's dead, right? It actually oh, yeah. goes well with the backup more than the front up. But here's my question for you, because in that I said that there's a bit of a continuity error in the idea that yesterday or whatever, you just died with the Justice League. And we said that the timeline doesn't quite work out that way. But how is it going to now? Because once you get back to what would be him, we're so far removed. 
from the idea it doesn't of Dark matter Yeah, anymore. it doesn't. Yeah, it ends up where the I thought. The worst part about it, though, is that it matters to us as readers because of the way that we read the book. The comic continuity can be whatever it is, but when you just have Batman die in, you know, the Just League Dark Crisis, what a habit. And you have the idea that he dies here, but then you also have Tim Drake Robin here acting like, you know, and the thing is, you have Dick, uh, Dick uh, Grayson and Tim Drake both here in the end. The idea that Batman, he's not really dead. I know he's going to come back. Being this close to Dark Crisis, you're just dealing with the same thing over again. And Tim Drake is acting like it's Final Crisis all over again when Batman also died. So it's like, this doesn't play well anymore. If you're going to tell a story about Batman dies, it better be in a goddamn decade. Well, yeah, and that's the problem. And a lot of people talking about the story, you're going to have a lot of wacky stuff in this issue, right? We're going to have to try to, yeah, we're going to have to figure out what's going on. And it's one of those things that it's tough sometimes when it's an issue like this to actually review it. You know, monthly because of the idea that, hey, I don't know what's going on, so how do I rate it? But the idea of it being the same thing over and over and over again, especially because the idea that Chip Zdarsky seems to really have this fetish for Grant Morrison stuff, and now you're you're really playing it up. You have Zorn R. Now you're going to do a little R.I.P. stuff, but it's more multiversal, but who knows? Well, R.I.P. slash, you know, Final Crisis. Oh, Final Crisis, yeah. And what gets me now, and this is, is going to come Bruce up. Bruce Wayne Returns or the Return of Bruce Wayne, as it was? Yeah, yeah. This is going to come up even in the Joker book in a bit. I see already that people are annoying me with their nonsense about this infinite Earth now, because I want to know, is this hypertime? Is it an Earth? Is it this? Well, it doesn't it matter because there's dimension? infinite Earth. Oh, here we go. I'm like, this This is going to end up being an explanation to anything. And honestly, good for it. Why not? Yeah, well, yeah. The thing is, I know that you I like to have pitching. a set deal. <laughs> you like to know the thing. No, no, so I, think it's, I do sure. like to know, but the idea that they opened up to the point where I don't have to know anymore, it's very relieving, honestly. Like, I don't have to worry about what Earth this is, how it makes sense in the main continuity, because we have infinite Earths now. That's what I'm worried about, though, because before we had 52 Earths, right? But still, Bendis came in and started messing around and doing stuff like that. And I think sure that's did. what's going to happen with this. Like, but we, we have now. all these infinite Earths, and now it's going to be something else. And, uh, it's going to drive me nuts. Dimension. Yeah, like that. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But before we get into these books, please go over to our website at weirdsciencedccomics.com, and you can check out written reviews. Hello, Weird Science. Hi, Dan. Dan says hello, weird science. Okay. Hello, weird science. Hello, Dan. How are you? Hello, weird science. Oh, man, he doesn't have much else to say, Eric. But, yeah, so go am. over and read the reviews. But we'll get right into this. Why, Why you know, stutter along, I was going to say. Know. That doesn't really make any sense. Two I mean, bros. we are two bros. This is Batman sense. number 131, written by Chip Zdarsky, art by Mike Hawthorne, Adriano Vendetto, <laughs> Tameo Amori. There okay. you go, Eric. That's the and Clayton Coles. How the hell about that, Eric? Yeah, we've been messing these up for years. I ended up finding a page that gave correct pronunciations to everything, so I brought them up down. I'm like Clayton Coles. Oh my goodness gracious! You sent me the phonetic that. spelling for everything. Yeah, no, I'm telling you, it's spelt like how they say phonetically. It's the store Coles, so I'm going with it. It ends right. up there, Clayton Coles, and you do end up having a backup as well. But we'll get in that in a minute. But you end up where Failsafe killed Batman, but... He zapped our Dark Knight with some mysterious gun out of the Fortress of Solitude and destroyed it before flying off and maybe going into the sun. I don't know, but Failsafe is gone and our Dark Knight arrived in some kind of rainy-ass alleyway. What does that mean? Well, let's find out, because Bruce Wayne is in a world he doesn't recognize, a world 
without Batman. Without a Batman. And and the thing playing here is that play where the last issue, 130, people are losing their minds of the Bat God going through reentry, Love all it. these things. <laughs> I think that the play of that was Let's get people all fired up of of ridiculous because we're really going to get wacky coming up. Because when you end up having this, you have to keep in mind, Failsafe did go and we said it looked like he got some sort of weapon. That was our theory anyway. He ended up zapping. And we saw the weapon, but we thought that he did go. It was a little wonky, but they ended up. His ass walked into the fortress. Yeah, it did. It seemed like he was just right outside of it. I didn't see him actually going, but he ended up going. We ended the thing with him right outside of it, but his ass trekked his back to the fortress, went inside, grabbed something, and then walked back out. But they didn't want to show too much and, and tip their hand, but it does look like he grabbed this weapon that ended up sending Batman off to the multiverse or a the- pocket dimension. I mean, it's, it's the dog. I don't know what <laughs> sure she's doing. Is. Mia, come here. She's like looking over. Tanya's down watching the other dog driving me nuts. So you end up where Batman ends up realizing, oh, my God, this is by the end. This is what Failsafe did with this compassion I gave him. Now, he does seem surprised and not knowing what was going on. I said that I thought that he knew at the last second, recognized the weapon, and may have said, because he said to Tim, Don't worry, I'll be okay. You know, don't be upset. Here he goes. Famous last words. Yeah, and he seems to be, you know, confused. Literally. Now, I saw a lot of people talking about the idea that when he wakes up and there is, you know, Gordon. There is the skeleton Gordon, which usually a skeleton smoking like a Mr. Bones ends up freaking me out. The mustache freaks me out here. I don't like it. Right. It's the best. So, and, and so he's there. Batman is aware of him, it seems. But people were debating, thinking that he wasn't thinking that he doesn't hear or see this Gordon. But he does react to him a bunch of times. So I do think that he does know this. But. Gordon's almost there as just this comedy relief. Maybe he will become a bit of a narrator. Well, he seems in to be this, a figment of it, like, you know, Bruce's imagination at this point, but I also don't know if he's some kind of like weird dead man of this world that Bruce can see, but nobody else can, because even when you have this, when Bruce wakes up in Crime Alley and like, but not his Crime Alley, people have taken his utility belt, whatever he has on him that they could steal for drugs or think are drugs himself. But he's like going, it's not, you know, it's, it's not a Crime Alley, but it's not. Something's different, how I? And then you have Skeletor going to say, careful, pal. And then, like, right there, you, might, pal. you might just break your big brain thinking so much. And then Batman inner monologue is, that's not good. And I have to imagine that it's because of this thing that is weeding his mind because it's responding to Bruce's thoughts. And nobody else can see this guy. It doesn't seem like Bruce wants to really pay this, you know, yeah, I delusion mean, if, I think any it's attention. one of those if you end up really going into it, which he probably will at one point. But if you do, that's admitting that you're nuts and he's not going to exactly. do it. But it's a, a funny play because the beginning when you have those scum bums there stealing the utility belt, they're mentioning Venom. That becomes a big thing. Then you end up where the It's stigma- always been a big thing. Yeah. Well, I'm saying in this because it's mentioned over and over. I mean, he keeps like saying Like the main it. universe. And so you end up, though, with this where it's also a play in a weird way that you have Harvey Dent, who's you know, people were saying Punisher, but it's definitely Judge Dredd. And What's he's going around judging everybody if they're. If they're sane or not, well, it starts out with Bruce seemingly insane because he's seeing this Gordon. So there's some things to kind of, you know, play around with. But it is a very confusing first issue to the story here. And like you said, a lot of the stuff with Tim and even in the backup, 
I, I don't know. You know, he's dead. Whatever, please. You know, we keep going back and forth with this. That's deal. all Tim Drake does anymore is think that Bruce Wayne is alive somewhere and his ass has to find him. Yeah, and I think that Chip Zdarsky, what he's doing is trying to do that idea where, okay, there's the, the light of Tim Drake. He's going to figure out where Batman is. That's kind of a play on the identity. And he's also going to find him where he's at a place of darkness. Yeah, it was cool in 2010. Like yeah, it's just this whole story, even the parts before that with Zoran R. It just feels like, okay, I, I want to get an original story, not something that apes three other stories at this point. So hopefully this ends up being something, you know, a little better. It becomes its own thing, but it's still everything kind of apes something else. And it's kind of, but then in a weird way, because it's really hard to, you know, guess or, or go with what's going on. But there's oh, not a no lot idea to, how to guess what's going to happen next. Yeah, it's, it's just there's not a lot to grab onto, though, because it points here. Bruce Wayne is in a world Batman. that's not his own. Yeah, and he ends up at the end. I mean, he really goes with the idea, okay, the way this world is, there must not be a Batman. All right, or a Bruce Wayne. I'm like, I don't know where you're getting that jump to conclusions. There probably, there could be a Bruce Wayne. Well, there totally is. Selena recognized him. Yeah, I'm saying this looks like something that they might actually know something else we'll we'll have to see but you end up where there's bruce he's there with gordon skeleton gordon he's struggling he's trying to you know go he keeps mentioning the idea that just fought fail safe so he's tired he's a rest i'm I'm still thinking about the idea the guy freaking went through you know pretty much going through the atmosphere from the moon i think that that was you know tough too but yeah even then when he says 20% 20% and my healing isn't going. I'm like, I don't know. That seemed a little too technical for that sort of thing, especially here. He's but he's doing, Yeah, he's doing that. And then you go he's gotta and see. He's got to figure out where he is. And he's got to take on venomed up Judge Dent here, who, like we said, is a Judge Dredd. But I really wish the idea, because he is a Judge Dent character, he's all hopped up on Venom. And I really wish they played the idea where we go back to Batman in the animated series. We had the third personality of Harvey Dent, who was the judge. But I don't think putting on like robes the and powder like the, wig, the, the I powder don't think it's going to be real intimidating, right? Well, no, the thing is, not even that, because the big ass sword will help with the intimidation, but I can't think you can go around and say people are insane or not, like if you're dressed this way. <laughs> yeah, that is true. I mean, and, and he's so obviously he's obviously nuts. Yeah, look at him. Uh, but you end up guilty. He's all <laughs> venomed up. He's got that cool outfit there, and he just goes to people and saying, hey, are you sane or insane? Again, I we don't know exactly what he means by that. It might be something that we find out later. Like people are starting to realize that, hey, there's another Earth. We're in the multi. I, I don't know. We'll have to see what exactly he means by that. Or he just goes around and says that because it's cool and shoots people in the face. I really do think he just goes around and says that because even when we find him in the first place where he's in some woman's apartment with a kid and he's like, are you insane? He's like, well, well, what? I don't under... And shoots her with a trector. She's obviously insane. I'm like, you didn't even give her a chance to talk. This guy is insane himself. If you're sane, Eric, you say it right away. You're not sane, But I'm scared. Yeah, yeah. She just had a stutter. I mean, seriously, shaming her because of that. It's very bad. Insane. So you end up where... You get this, and again, it's a big moment in a a wow factor type of multiversal type deal, but I need to know more about it. I need to know what else is going on here. I just don't need him walking around shooting people because he says they're sane or insane. Well, that's the thing. As we talking about this world, this pocket dimension, hyper time, other else world situation, 
by the time we get to the backup where you have Dick Grayson helping out in Gotham because Batman's gone at this point in time, I just want to know what happened to the rest of the failsafe robots and what happened to failsafe as a whole, but we don't get that because we have to deal with, I know Bruce Wayne's dead, but I don't think he's dead. Now, and again, I don't know that we're going to see. They just flew off into the sun. I, I don't Maybe. know. And what the weird play is in a, you know, not exactly, but still, you end up where anywhere. Bruce, he probably wakes up here. And he's like, another city that I've lost control of, even if he is dead and there is no Batman. I mean, there is not a Gotham around that ends up being in control by anybody. Well, that's the thing. I'm telling you, this is more of a confidence boost in my mind. Because I wake up in a world without Batman and see the shit that's going on here. I'm like, yeah, that's why I do what I do. I don't know. I'm still thinking that this is better than a lot of the shit shows we've seen. This is better than City of Bane. I, I love the idea where at the end, yeah, at the end you end up, he's like, I get it. Failsafe wanted to send me somewhere where I can take back. No, no, you need to do that in the regular continuity. He could have just sent you back in time about three weeks and the city would have been taken over by somebody. And so, yeah, you have that. And again, this this first issue really throws some things at you because there's a Bruce Wayne. He should go and rest. He's got to get his bearings, but he can't stand to see innocent people as long as you know as far as he knows can't help but meddle. abused and yeah he has to meddle and he ends up grabbing i mean in batman metal right he ends up and grabbing dent he's trying to get him he's bigger he's more venomed up than he actually you know which thought is so he might funny with this judge dent because this big leather outfit he's wearing it's almost like a nemesis outfit from resident evil 3 but I kept thinking that there was an insignia on it that would tell us what's actually going on in this world. That's like, what I wanted, what does, yeah. What does this E stand for? Then I realized, oh, no, he's just a fucking centibite who has belt buckles all over him. Yeah, 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 that's basically it. Now, at one point, you do have Bruce going onto the rooftops as he does and looks over and sees that the Wayne Tower actually has a big H, it looks like, on it. So there is something crazy as well. He's trying to figure that, but I don't know what that means. I really, And I'm with you. When I see... You know, say Harvey, I want to get a little inkling of what this means. The Who he's working with for whatnot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, really, I could use that song again if I just changed some things. But you do have the legit police, and then you get almost like that flashpoint feel when all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you have Firefly show up. Hey, I got him, boys! And he Fireflies ends up lighting are part up the of deal. what's going on right now. As one of the pseudo good guys, I have to assume who are going around, you know, yeah, government funded, city funded to go find out who's insane and not insane. But it turns out that Garfield, in every world, is an idiot and just sets everything on fire and ruins the chance of anybody capturing this Bruce Wayne who's causing all this ruckus. Right now, I'm actually wanting a story where we find that one smart Firefly. I need Garfield somewhere Where, to be big smart. Brain Garfield wins? Because I'm telling you, Bruce is really throwing shade here. But Look at the big brain on Garfield. Exactly. When I said about the idea of a lot of stories cobbled together, I mean, this feels like even as recent as The Flash with the robes. I mean, we've seen this kind of story. When you see a Judge Dread Harvey Dent, that's pretty cool. That doesn't seem like, you know, that seems a little bit different. But then when Firefly shows up, it's like, Okay, oh, we're playing far. this game now. We're playing this game where the villains, they're in it's charge, whatever. Fire. And so I hope that Chip Zdarsky has enough time or gives enough effort that we find out why exactly. Because these type of stories where no Batman, no Bruce Wayne, I want to see how that evolved. And recently we've had things like this, and they haven't really played out that well. You, you see that people weren't really thinking it through, and you're just throwing things at the reader. I hope that this is 
I hope it makes more sense by the end. I hope that this is one of those, as things are revealed, we're like, oh, my God, that's so cool. Get this. And uh, hopefully that's the case. But in this, you get a big fight. You end up where Bruce is going to fight this venomed up Harvey Dent, who is way tougher than he you know, really thought he was going to be. He ends up hitting him with a bat. That's not doing anything. And then out of nowhere, you get these knives that get thrown in and go right into his face. And it ends up being this girl. Yeah, and ends up being this girl who grabs him and they go off. And I thought, I said, it reminded me a little of the Duke Thomas in the zero-year type deal. And with that, I thought it was cool. And Julia, you're maybe thinking that it's, you know, Julia Pennyworth of this deal or whatnot. What do you have something like a Julia? This Julia mention, it always makes you think of Julia Pennyworth right away for the idea. But also, you know, we're in a world that we don't fully understand besides the idea that it's a world without a Batman. But like, what is the time frame like for everything in this? Because you even have the idea where you have a young girl. Like, could this be a Julia Pennyworth who's just younger in this world for whatever reason? It could be a character that doesn't matter at all. But even by the end, when you have a, a mob boss, Selena Kyle, talking to somebody on the phone who's called Red Mask instead of Red Hood, but also has control of birds with this little red diode to come and deliver letters. I'm like, is this a Tim Drake who's a little bit older I think in this it's a world? Tim Drake. I don't know. I think because well, I we're centered like so Robin much on Tim Drake, yeah. And at first, I think that the play is you're going to think right away is Jason. But mm-hmm. I think that because we're dealing so much with a Tim Drake, that that's what it'll be. Or in this world, is Roman Sionis just okay and wears a red mask instead of a black <laughs> Maybe. I mean, look at him, Keeps though. Keeps metahumans he, in captivity. He looks a little bit, like, thin for it. I don't know. I'm not, you know, shaming black man but it just he seems like it would be somebody like it's a hell of a freaking workout regime i don't know yeah, really about. he's there and again though you almost have those belt buckles again that's st- now i'm starting to think that that means something because they really buckle up my friends but yeah and also they don't have cell phone technology look at that as a landliner but yeah so they're doing all this stuff going on and yeah there's selena the crime boss and and again when you're going to get these things, you're thinking, okay, without a Bruce, without a Batman, is this why she goes here, you know, doing this sort of thing? I would have figured she would stick to prostitution. Yet. Yeah, really. I mean, who wouldn't? But, yeah, she's there and I she has her little scene, you know, with Milo. You're bragging, Milo. You can't end up bragging. Look, you make me look bad. I expect you to steal my money. 5%, we're always going to throw it away and say it's a loss. But when you go around and tell people when you fucking brag about stealing my money... That shit can't last, Milo. That's not cool beans right there. In that, you end up where this Julia Jules, she likes to, you know, she's going to take Bruce back. She's going to help him out. She's going to try to get the bullet out of him, all these things. But he has to get it out because she's not real good with that. All that going on with also Gordon Skellen. But we really don't know anything that's going on. By the end of this issue, you're still left wondering what's happening. The most intriguing thing, I think, is when this guy calls you know this red mask and says hey you know look at this this is our priority and they seem to recognize who bruce wayne would be so bruce wayne alive in this world because it seems like maybe in the original continuity of this world all of the waynes were murdered that night in crime alley but then i say that because even the idea when selena looks at the picture that was delivered and she's like alive like bruce wayne but he's a top priority but would you recognize a Bruce Wayne as an adult Not an who's killed as a child? That was exactly. an adult. That's what I'm saying. That's why I think it's intriguing that they know maybe a little bit more of what's Even going on. It's like, Bruce, 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 I've been waiting for I've you. I've been waiting. So, again, is this the idea? And this might be the play. Here's what I would think. It's my, you know, hot take, Eric, right? Is the idea where Bruce in this 
he did die, but this Tim Drake has been waiting for him this whole time, just like our Tim is waiting for Bruce to come back, and he's tried to get him and all. Yeah, we'd have to see, but again, it's that idea of through the multiverse, Bruce Wayne Batman always dies, but he always comes back, and in this world, it was the time he didn't, and now it seems like he has. I, I don't know. I think there's some play between that whole thing of, hey, Batman never dies, he always comes back, and we'll see. We'll see what goes on with that. But in Failsafe's infection of compassion that we had, he sent Bruce Wayne to a world that he needs a Batman to save it, a Gotham City to be saved. So that's his greater compassion, sending Bruce away of his world because that's part of his program to another world that can always use his ass, whether or not he killed the Penguin or not. Yeah, yeah. So all of that is that deal. (laughs) So he says that's the compassion, the gift, the Gotham without Batman for me to save. I'm like, okay. I don't like this world. I don't want to stay That's here. Weird. Yeah, really. I'd be right away. <laughs> I'm like skeleton Jim Gordon here. I don't need this I'm shit. I'm saving my ass. I'm out. Uh, but it, it's a weird start. A lot of it people is. were thrown. But it's interesting, off honestly. By it. It, it has some interesting plays, I'm hoping. And I like Chip Zdarsky enough. It kept me compelled. He has something going on. But I have already seen a lot of people, and people have said to me directly, like, they're done. They're, they're going to skip this. I'm really? Like, Man, pe-. Well, it's because of everything else going on. Everything else seems to be a dud for them, so they end up Batman. dropping it. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's, it's like, the Batman. How we, long do people give Tom King a chance? You're going to drop Zdarsky this Yeah, fast? but again, that's the problem. Y- you lead up to that. If people end up, they're like, I'm not going to be duped again. I'll, you know, call me later. A lot of people actually said they're not going to buy it physically. They'll just do it on the ultra and deal with that. But uh, even so, I had two people today say they're done with Chip Zdarsky's Batman, and they wanted me to talk them off the ledge. And I said, well, you've got to see. I, you know, I don't know what's going on. This is a weird start because it doesn't even feel like a conclusion to our fail-safe story. It just feels like, like a weird side note to what we're dealing with where I want to have closure and how that ended, what we're dealing with, because that just kind of ended in a whimper. Failsafe is done for no real reason except for compassion. It was, it was a weird pseudo-ending that I don't even want to consider an ending, but now we're on to the new big thing of Bruce in a world without a Batman, and while that's been done to death, even the idea of having a backup dealing with the idea, oh my god, Bruce Wayne is dead, but Tim Drake doesn't believe it. He's got to find Bruce Wayne. And that is redundant. I don't really care for that idea of Tim Drake because I've seen it a million times at this point, but everything about this, though, I need to know what happens next. That I'm, I'm on the hook right now, and I have to be reeled in because I need to get the next issue because I need to know what happened in this world and how we're going to get our hero back. And not only that, but how it's tied in the Toy Maker. Well, I'm sorry, Toy Man. Yeah, Toy Man, which will get the backup. I'm, I can't say I'm on the hook, but I want to see what happens. But I, I'm not going to wait. Uh, well, I'll wait because that's what we do. But if it and you takes, know why I'll wait? What, why you know will why? you wait? Why? Because Chip Zdarsky has shown me that he likes to write the Bat God, and I need more Bat God in you my life. You want more Bat God? I think that he was wink-winking and making fun of it in my mind, but... In the deal here, I kind of I don't want to get six issues of this though. I need to have at least a little bit of info. I want a little info (laughs) next issue, at least of what this world is all about. Who's in charge? How this is playing out? Maybe if there's other superheroes, are there none? I I don't know. I want to know something though. uh, Next issue that can kind of really get me intrigued and say, okay, I'm starting to see something here. Maybe we can even start making up some. You know, crazy ideas, stuff like that. But you do have a backup, which is by Chip Zdarsky. Still a Miguel Mendonca on art and Roman Stevens on colors. Clayton Cal- C- Coles. There you Clayton go. Coles on letters. And yeah, it's a, it's a Toy Man backup where it, it must be lead. Well, it seems weird because we're talking about it in the regular deal of this weapon and even in this, that I guess it's going to be. 
you know, let's kind of trace the steps to try to figure out what this gun thing was. I, you know, it's weird because it's like, seems I, I just to don't want to call it though a toy man backup well, because they talk it's about the, the idea. Toy box part one. So I, I, I understand go with though it, we know? have toy maker with pretty much just featured in one panel of it. He's giving some like you know narration th- like for that first page. But ultimately, it is Dick Grayson and like, you know, stepping up in Gotham with Tim Drake and them trying to take down some people that want to like level themselves up now that they think that Batman's gone. Take them fucking assholes down and just talk about the idea that, boy, we got to find that Bruce Wayne because I don't believe he's dead. When they do mention the idea that Toy Maker, I keep saying Maker for some reason. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I was just looking at a horror cover for um, Silent Night, Deadly Night 5, the Toy Maker. Now it's all I can think about. But. But the idea, though, that you have a toy man here who I've been wanting to see for a long time, the idea that they say he killed himself, I want to know when that happened. Because previously we saw in Bendis' run, after Clark Kent revealed his identity to the world, he's all like, oh, shit, I don't have beef no more. I'm going to go yep, work for Checkmate. The end. Is it the idea that we're at a point in time right now where Lex Luthor just did the sound the satellite? Nobody remembers that Clark Kent is Superman and freaking all of a sudden his mind's like, fuck this, and boom, kills if himself. If you do that, that would be really good. That would be a really good, and that's the dark side of things. And and right away, seriously, if they do that, we're now getting more stories of the taking away the reveal than we actually got the benefits that we get with the reveal. And I think that that's pretty cool. It's something like we said before where you even have Magenta when Wally came back and she ended up remembering her past. Oh, my God, I was a villain. Why did you make me remember that? We were real interested in that. So I would love if it's that. I just think that it's a Toy Man story because they're trying to figure out, because you end up, he left clues of what he was doing, what he made. It was this weapon that ended up sending Bruce away, and, and you it's ended so up having weird, it being though. destroyed by Failsafe. And you did have Tim say, you know, if we could just find that, I think that Failsafe destroyed it because it was a way to get him back. I just don't understand the process of this whole detective to figure out how we're going to do this, what the gun was, how it ties into Toy Man. Because even when John Kent is here in his new badass Superman suit, he has the idea. It's like, oh, it's all my fault. I put the gun in the fortress. It's like, you know, I should have. They don't ever mention where he got the gun from. It's just that he put it in the fortress. I'm like, why don't we talk more about what John knows about this? And why didn't we see that story? Right. I mean, that's the story I could have went with. And so I think that what we're going to get because he killed himself. Uh, I think that what we're going to do is that kind of like, hey, I'm on the detective deal. Let's try to figure this out. Stepping through, you know, all of his steps towards that, you know, the last day of Toyman. Let's see what happened. Maybe it will be that reveal. That'd be really awesome. I, I hope now that you said that. I hope that that really like he didn't know what to do then. And it really blew his mind. Well, it's like the idea um, when we had Perry confronted with the truth that he had a stroke. Who knows what happens when you have the idea like, your whole identity was based around one thing with the hatred of Superman. Now that you find out he's just a regular guy like you, he, you know, Winslow's shot was okay with it. And then it's all taken away and your mind has no way to cope with who you are right now or what Too you're bad. doing to the point where the depression takes over. And let's just, I keep going with the idea of killed himself like a gunshot to the head, triggering warning. I'm sorry, but did he create this gun and say, you know what? I saw Pariah do some weird shit. I'm going to go and send myself to my perfect world well, where I can just go and have a family and play with toys. I mean, the beginning seems to be what him maybe in a, in a dream world of his where he's the god playing with toys. And that's where I get that play of, okay, and so empowering. Is this gun going to be, oh, it's the dream gun. And everything you want, the compassion gun, and who knows? But the dream again, like you said, gun. what I want to know is, is there a body? Once they say, like, well, he killed himself, but there wasn't a body, I'm like, oh, here we go. Like, I think that he shot himself with that gun. Maybe he ended up pushing, you know, the safety a different way. He has, like, 
Dream uh, world so on the bottom. Safety? It's straight I don't think up you know what murder. Safety is <laughs> <laughs> in the middle. Dream world up. Down is straight up murder. He got confused. <laughs> he has a little bit of that vertigo. He's like, oh my god, I'm gonna. Oh no, that was the murder switch. And now he's dead. But now he isn't because he's in this dream world. So we'll see. Uh, but yeah, he's there and he has the Batman. Now, if we end up all of this where all of this is now Saint Elsewhere shit, where this whole. Gordon skeleton day like we see it's just him playing with fucking dolls at the end I'll fucking lose my mind I but, just imagine Batman somewhere hooked up to a dream machine where he's just like you know kind of drooling a little bit but playing with these weird action figures that toy man has created he has a red mask he's got a skeleton Gordon he's, he's got like, a Holy judge shit, I didn't I didn't know it was my birthday again it just does that he has that dream machine right isn't that a <laughs> no actually that's a cheap trick song now uh, but you end up where all of this going down, yeah, it, it's, again, you get thrown into it. I think that the Toy Man part of it is they'll retrace his steps. Well, it's such a weird idea this. because we had Toy Man in his own little, let's call it a dream world, where, like, his wife's making pancakes, his son is sitting at the table waiting for breakfast to happen while he's sitting there playing with his Batman Superman action figures. I can totally relate. It works. It's cool. But the thing is, I, I can even see his wife there looking like with disgust they all look, at him, well, just they all like look with like you. Dolls. They all mm, look I like dolls. They all look like dolls. Disgust, like really, I'm going to my job with my own office, and this asshole's playing with toys there on the table. I'm Shut just, up. I'm putting myself in Jess's shoes here, right? Yeah. And, and she probably has bigger feet than me. Actually, probably doesn't. I have big feet. That's my lot in life. Uh, but, but by the end, after you have Tim Drake and Dick Grayson bro it out and talk about what Tim wants to do and how he's going to be brooding about this for a while, you have John contact him and say, I just realized something. Toy Man killed himself, but he may have left some clues. And there's John for the final panel of this issue. Back at the Fortress of Solitude, grabbing a hold, like really forcefully grabbing a hold, what looks like a you know life-size toy that the Toy Man obviously left behind because it's part of this weird trophy case that Superman has. But it looks just like his son in that dream world. So I have no idea where we're going to go with this, but I am excited that Toy Man is going to be featuring this because it's a character that I've wanted to see for pretty much over a decade at this point who has gotten no love. Yeah, and I know this is like Superman. It's weird done, to throw but- it with Batman. Yeah, I know. To me, it looks like it ends up where they've had enough and they're like grabbing what looks to me like Tim Drake in the Tim Drake Robin series. It's Riley Rossmo art shaking it. So because it's not right. I hate it ends up, and it's like, I hate this thing. Be but bad. yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I, I don't. And we're going to go to the next book in a minute and we're going to have a backup in that that everybody's losing their minds. But I've actually liked this backup stuff in the Batman book because it is tying in. To oh, the yeah. regular deal. And so Even we have two mysteries going on. And I do like it because while it's a backup, it just feels like an extended deal where there is where there's where you'll get the Tim Drake stuff. Instead of having to go, you want to stay in this wacky this ass. This is how world. you use page space. Exactly. You want to stay in the main story. You don't want to keep going in and out or people are going to get confused. It's not going to hit as hard. So you stay in that other world there. And then in the backup, you get to see. The, you know, detective work that Tim's doing and already better Tim than we've had in years uh, because that's not hard, right? (laughs) It's not hard. So I do like it. A lot of people actually are saying that if they end up having a Tim Drake book after this monstrosity that's going on now, that was one of your books of the week, you end up having maybe (laughs) Chip Zdarsky doing it or just continue it as a backup, which would be cool. I will tell you that it is weird seeing Tim Drake, like, you know, I know they're detective work, but it seems like Tim Drake, it's. It's weird to see him hanging out with John Kent, you know, because we have Connor Kent Superboy that is his bro, is the best friend in the world. But when you have this John Kent and him hanging out, it feels weird because he's, you know, 
I know John feels bad and guilty for what happened, but you always see him hanging out with Dick Grayson to the point where like Tim Drake it feels weird for some reason, but this is the best Tim Drake we've had in a long time. He looks great, he acts great. Yeah, he's doing stuff that we've seen him do like a decade previously, or uh, probably like fifteen years at this point in time. But I like seeing him do Batman and Robin stuff and being the best Tim Drake he can. It's just I I've seen it already, it's the problem. Yeah, yeah. And I do like him with John. It's pretty cool. A lot of these things in these I like a better with you, you always avoid, though, you always avoid Damien and these things. And, and with the Batman versus Robin, I, I understand. But Damien just, he would be concerned with this as well. So hopefully With the way that he John looks here, and, I, can, I think that we can definitively say, though, this is after Dark Crisis because John is in his new Superman costume that we're the having for the new play. Dawn of that's, DC. Yeah. And so when we were talking about it beforehand, I'm like, oh, my God, when is he going to come back to do it? Almost like with Superman going off the war world, then had to come yeah. back to go off to the deal. Yeah. So it. Again, I can go with that. This is after now that we're sitting right now after Dark Crisis, I can fully go with it. But seriously, you can't just have Batman die every other weekend and expect people to care. It, it is a weird. I've never play. seen him live. Yeah, really. He, he was dying to be a hero. I reckon he never lived. But yeah, it's a shame with that. And a lot of this does feel like okay. Then they're done. That even when you end up in this, which I I understand. The power vacuum. And I do like the explanation. The big dogs, they realize oh, that oh, Batman oh. can come back and will come back any minute. So if they get involved in too many crazy things, Batman's going to come and punch him right in the face. So these younger guys the are stepping up. Yeah. But we've kind of, again, it's the, the Jokers. Dummies. And it, we've seen this the over and over. Where, where's Clown Hunter? I mean, seriously, this guy is like fishing a barrel stuff. going on. Yeah, uh, so you have that. It's okay. But again, that's something we keep seeing over and the over. The thing is, I, I enjoy the fight scene because it did break up the monotony of Tim Drake saying that Bruce Wayne's not dead. But it's just, you know, it's just a cool moment of Dick Grayson and Tim Drake fighting some Robin, uh, some Robin, some uh, Jokers who want to, you know, think they're bigger than what they are at the moment, kicking some ass and moving on. I'm telling you, it's a nice little breakup and it's an action portion of this beyond okay. for I just, Bruce Wayne and Judge Stan. so many times. And, you know, especially during Fear State and then after, we thought that these clown guys were long gone. They're not. But you also end up where this idea of Morrison, even when Dick Grayson, hey, listen, you know, when I was the bad, like everything seems to go back to Morrison in these stories here. People love so Morrison's we'll see, runs. We'll see how it goes. I mean, Chip Zdarsky seems to, uh, not everybody loves it, but I do like his Dick Grayson Batman, Batman and Robin. So I'm, I'm okay with that. It's just that I want something new. I want something where I say, oh my God, did you read that new Chip Zdarsky deal? It's so awesome. Not, hey, did you read that Chip Starsky? It's just like Morrison. Oh, my God, he referenced Morrison. He did this Morrison. It just, just doesn't feel as fresh or new. Um, but, you know, it's okay. No, what the thing is, besides, besides of those aspects, though, where it feels like we're on repeat for a lot of this, I like this issue. I like the direction we're going because I can't tell you what's going to happen in it, and I want to find out in the end. I think the art's great throughout, so I'm going to give it a 7.3 out of 10. Yeah, I gave it a 7. When I did a video on it, I gave it a 7 basically saying, I don't know what's going on, but I'm intrigued. And I exactly. I, I end up where I do trust Chip Zdarsky. I like Chip Zdarsky more than you do as a writer, so I've seen him do some stuff. Means. Well, I end up with the, the Daredevil and stuff like that. He's one of my I favorite like writers. I like more than you do. Well, I'm right. saying, I, I do. I think that he's in my top three writers. I don't know that Chip Zdarsky's one of your top three writers. So it's not. I'm just saying that. Well, there you go. I like him more than you. Uh, but yeah, I trust him enough, but I just There's I want to get some footing here and not a lot normally now. I, there's not a lot of current writers that are really hitting it hard. I'm not talking but, about current. 
Yeah, I'm saying current and maybe all time. I don't know. I like Christos Gage. He wrote a hell of a bizarro story back in the day. Are you? You know that? Uh, But yeah, I gave it a seven. I'm going to stick with the seven because I am intrigued. I just, I need something next issue. I need to get something each issue to maybe, you know, show us what's going on as we uh, go forward. But we'll go to the next book, which had everybody talking. They weren't laughing. I think they stopped laughing possibly. But But it's full of jokes, Jim. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, what is the book here? The Joker, The Man Who Stopped Laughing, number four, written by Matthew Rosenberg with art by Carmine D.G. Domenico, Romeo Fajardo Jr., Nick Filardi, Tom Napolitano, and Francesco Francavilla on the backup with a few other people on there that I've already mentioned. But in this, we continue the epic, the epic drama of finding out who this doppelganger Joker is. Is he the real one? Is he some kind of construct? We don't know. He doesn't know. We're going to get to the bottom of it as Red Hood chases his ass down at a hospital. And I wanted so much. And we talked about it in the last issue, how we didn't get a lot out of that because people were kind of standing around talking. We went and did some brain surgery at the hospital. And there was some fun to be had, but there was not a lot of, like we talked about with like a lot of other books, not a lot of meat on the bone. This issue, you had this new Joker who we I just didn't even know more about. Oh, God. <laughs> we had the Joker sitting around in a hospital telling, de- like, you know, dying children how they're going to die, cracking jokes, but nothing felt good, fresh, or. Like, even the idea, like, you have a bad man like the Joker laughing at the dying children to a degree, making fun of them. I'm okay with it to a degree, but for some reason, this Joker that we have here seems different than the Joker we already know and, like, you know, love to hate. This one feels weird for everything he's doing here, where he feels more Joker than he has. Was, is it because he had the bullet removed from his brain and he's acting more like a, a, a normal Joker? I don't know, but I am so confused about what this book is, and especially the progression and how it's going, because... We sit in a goddamn hospital and don't do anything and that's for the, the majority thing. of this book. You end up saying this, and it seems like something where they're going to say, like, people, oh, my God, can you imagine that the Joker was telling jokes to dying kids? No, can I imagine? Yes. Does this book go anywhere? We're not doing anything. And you said last issue we had the same problem. We're in this hospital where he's just sitting there with these dying kids, and it has no purpose at all except to try to tell jokes. That weren't even that funny. I mean, seriously, they weren't even that funny. Even if you said they were gallows humor or something like that, they're not that funny. And it just, you also have the narration telling jokes that don't hit. Well, you even have an idea about the, like, you know, making fun of the Watchmen with Rorschach talking about Pavalacci, the clown, or like the joke he says in Watchmen, how I'm going to use this joke because the guy who told it before, he's not a comedian, so it doesn't count. So you just have the whole Watchmen joke go over again for some reason in this issue. But that's all you're doing is sitting around and telling jokes in narration in real life as the Joker is trying to get out of this hospital as the police come in. But also Red Hood is looking for his ass, too. But you're not getting any depth out of it. Because even the idea where it's like, you know, why are you after me, Jason? Because you killed me. And like, like, why aren't you going to kill me now? I don't like repeat performances or something like that. But yeah, I don't like to tell the same joke twice. Exactly. He ends up saying that. You're not doing anything ultimately in this except for like the Joker sneaking around and getting into battles. Issue's a waste. It does nothing. If you are reading this series, you might miss Butt Baby, but you end up where you don't need to read this issue. This is the worst. And this is the thing is I ended up, because I was going to do a video on this uh, the day that it came out, Tuesday. So I read the first part of it, and then I thought, the hell am I going to talk about? Like, there's nothing to talk about. I didn't read the backup. So then all of a sudden I see people losing their minds about the backup, And then I'm like, really? Because read the front up. I said it already before at the beginning of the podcast. There's nothing going on. And and the idea where I saw people like, oh, my God. And some people were saying, 
oh my god, the Joker was telling you know jokes to these dead, dying kids, and oh my god, what would he and do? Then and he then he pretended he- to be a dead husband of a woman who's dying as well. And I'm like, D- why are we doing any of this in this book for the Joker just to escape at the end? To me, I mean, I think that Matthew Rosenberg, who I t- seriously, Eric Vendetta or not, I think the guy's a hack. I I don't like. 99% of the stuff that he does It ends up being bullshit So he ends up doing this, I think, the play of Oh, different roles you're playing And oh, look at the Joker, he's pretending to be this dying husband To help a lady maybe get through and go And then he's doing this with the jokes With the kids and whatnot It's nonsense, tell a but damn story you don't understand story. what the story is yet So you're just doing these weird things More like- issues in that, What's <laughs> the damn story? I don't need your jokes that really aren't that funny And so when you get this, this is the play here where I saw a bunch of people, even with Butt, we'll get to, but even the idea, oh, look at him, he's telling Joe, well, you know, that's the Joker. I'm like, listen, that is the same ass shit as Bat God. Don't use it's the Joker to be able to get away with telling shitty stories because that's what you're doing here. Oh, my God, the Joker. No, we need more than that. We already have enough Joker. You get a book here. Do something different. It seems like you might have been trying to do that, but I'm starting to see nothingness well, in this, which scares me. you have to do something new and different because we have this Joker that we don't know is real or not at this point in time. We could say it's because of the bullet in his head that he was acting differently than the Joker we know because this one, it, sounds, it feels like he's acting more like a classic Joker for how it is. But we had a real opportunity when he went to go see Harley being converted by Jason Todd here to actually see something out of this that's less like, you know, different and more than we always see with them interacting with these two figures in a different way. But we didn't get that because Jason was just half cocked. Harley, at least we got something. But even with her saying, you're not the guy. I know you're not the Jeff. You're just a victim just like I was. You didn't get any explanations or story out of it. And that's what, you know, we're waiting for, especially me and you. We come on here. We have to talk about it. So this is a book that I'm telling you right now, I would have dropped. We don't have that benefit for the most part. We're going to still talk about it. So when I go through this, I My need something. Still be buying it. Yeah, I know yours would be. I mean, seriously. So you, I just, you're doing this. It's just because this. I need to know what this fucking story is at this point in time. And I've invested too much time that I thought I cared about for it to be padded out this bad. Between me and you, I get angry and get real upset and cynical. And then, and but you said it. You We talked about this this week on the Patreon spotlight. The idea, or maybe it was even last week, whatever it was, is that. You're always a guy who thinks that the next issue is going to solve could the problem. Be good. And it could be, so you don't want to miss out. You're so almost I said the like, last issue of The Man Who Stopped Laughing. It's, it's de- you are definitely, in my mind, the play of the person who knows they're not going to win the lottery, but ends up putting the money at work because they don't want them to win the lottery Where without the you. So I you'll still keep buy going. a lottery ticket every week. Yeah, so you'll still go in with it because you don't want to miss out on the deal. Oh, dude, if they win the lottery and quit and I'm still stuck there, I'd be freaking exactly. furious. Exactly. That's what that I'm happen. saying. Yeah. So that, that that's what you do, though, in comic book form. Oh, my God. Next. And I, I said it becomes an abusive relationship. Oh, my God. It's not giving me what I need now, but it will next time and then next time. And sometimes you can, can kind change. of see the writing on the wall. And I'm just going with the things that we've gotten recently from Matthew Rosenberg. He usually starts out strong and then loses the narrative. This has not oh, found no. any footing Look, yet I'll tell you in this, my the mind. The first issue, I think, started out pretty damn strong. I can even okay. go with the idea of the second issue because it compelled me enough to say, okay, well, I now you're saying he's just doing his regular deal. He's just speeding up the process. But <laughs> this he has, I, I worry because he has a lot of time on his hands in this book to go and. I don't know. I, I don't know. Is it know. too much time on his hands? Maybe. Yeah, this is the sticks, right? I mean, <laughs> seriously. 
ding, 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 ding. So you end up where, what's the story here? And what's the story, Morning Glory? Because I'm not getting anything, and you can't just meander when you did. You said you had some big moments, right, before, and now they're left behind. You didn't even jump to the other Joker who's all like in L.A. taking over the rest of you know the mob across the United States and killing people all the time. That was a big part of the story, too. Where we used to jump back and forth at least and see what that's going on there. We're not even doing that here. We spend an entire time with the Joker sitting down with people, dying children, and dying women in the hospital as Jason Todd tries to figure out what's going on and actually just killing the Joker. But at this point, why? It just feels like we talked about the idea of Tim Drake in the last book redundant because this is all we ever see out of these characters you want to have growth you want to explore new territory have them be an evolution of who they once were a you know a decade or over that uh, 20 years ago at this point in time but it's just the same stories over and over again while you're not even giving me a good backdrop to fill up the rest of the story with yeah and i know rob lewis he's had enough of the joker but i think a lot of people are starting to get this too much joker Joker. hands yeah he does joker overload so if you're gonna do (laughs) if you're gonna do this You end up, you need to, you hit, you need to hit, you need to do something with this. And it seems like, I don't know. I mean, he spends eight pages with these kids, but it really doesn't serve any purpose. It just ends up where he's telling jokes. Oh man, sorry about the kid. And then tells the next one. Oh my God. sorry. It's the weirdest thing because this issue and the next one we're going to be talking about, I was actually page counting to see when the things would actually start happening. I know that's bad. I, I wanted to have the joke of, Hey, the doctor told me that I have cancer and Alzheimer's. And I said, thank God I don't have cancer. You see, that's funny. <laughs> I, even some of the jokes, I, I don't even know that they finished some of them. It was, it was driving me nuts. I mean, between this and, and you know, backwards magic in, in the backup here, it was driving me insane. But by the end, like you said, I actually, when I looked at the page count, mine was, I think, the way you, like, it can't be over yet, right? I mean, oh, my God, we have one more page left, and we got nothing because then he ends up being chased out of this, and then Jason Todd yeah. gets involved, but you're almost done anyway, and nothing happens. But even with those things where we have the Joker and the Red Hood, both wanted by the police for a lot of different reasons, being hunted by them in the hospital here, by the end, oh, no, Joker got out, Red Hood got out. All right, no fuss, no muss. Moving on to the whatever we're doing next in the story because – I don't even know what the Joker's goal is anymore. I'm telling you, when when you go from all the kids and the, and then you end like, all right, Red Hood, but oh no, now he's going and talking to this lady because she missees him and thinks it's her husband. She's dying. Is that you? I. They all told me you died on the front line, but I knew it couldn't be true. I knew you'd come home to me, darling. Mwah. I think that they were on the wrong side, Eric. You see that picture in his name? I think there was some suspicious. Yeah, you know, I think they were Hans Nazis. I think he was full out Nazi. And then you end up where How also, old is this lady? She looks good for her age. That's the thing. I was gonna say she looked She at was the a picture. child. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, a child bride. She was a child. I ended up looking at her and I was gonna say and I thought, maybe I shouldn't say, but she looks pretty good. I mean, she's there dying, all right. But yeah, he ends up hundred and forty years old, dying. But that oh is my. nice. I, I mean if she ended up, you know, 1945 or so she was 20 so she could she could be out yeah uh but i'm telling you you look at that picture you go in quick he looks like a ss gestapo straight up but whatever it's kind of a funny play but it's also are you supposed to think that oh my god that joker was a nice dude he ended up letting that lady die happy thinking that her johan had finally come back i don't know because i didn't even understand why we had this issue 
This was it was the only thing to tell us that this is still not the Joker that we expect? Because while he's acting differently than he has in the previous issues, he still has more compassion than the normal Joker that we're used to. So there's still something going on with him. The problem I have is you're dealing with a character that is a force of nature that can turn on a dime and can end up, in my mind, seemingly being compassionate and the next thing kills somebody. Like he, it seemed there was a police officer or whatnot. All these things going on that it doesn't really show me shit. Because the Joker always does wacky shit and this might be fun to him. I don't know. But by the end, hopefully we get something next issue. We're almost done the first, you know, trade of this. And we haven't really gotten jack shit. What are you talking but, about? We got butt babies. Well, we got butt baby next. And you end up with people losing their minds about this. This is a nothing Why? story. Why would anybody be concerned about this? Out of continuity, nothing back up. The funny thing is, first That's made for laughs. Most people who are getting upset about this are the second and third tier down the line. They don't know what continuity is. They just hear. It's just the same. Oh, my God. You know, Superman's gay. Oh, my God. They don't know anything about the story. They think it's Clark. So when they see this, all they hear is. Like when my mom told me years ago when they like uh, they made Alan Scott game, like, did you hear the Green Lanterns game? I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. So a lot of people reacting, they haven't. And I, what drove me nuts, I think the story is terrible, but it's nothing. It's nothing to get upset about because it's nothing. But people, that's why I don't read DC. Oh, really? This is why you don't? Because well, obviously, all, I, guess it was I can before. understand that. Well, because I mean, this is what they're saying. And people are saying, oh, my God, why is he pushing his agenda of males Stop having babies? What is I'm like, That's what I'm saying. It's just the Joker. People are stupid. And it's, a, it's supposed to be Silver Age. The problem that they have with the story that I have with this is not funny. Exactly. It really isn't is funny. It hasn't been fun this entire time. It's a tacked on backup that makes no sense to be in this book that means nothing overall. And it's just an added extra dollar to the overall thing. And like you might get some fun, like, you know, art and color out of it. But even the idea where, you know, the Joker's in love with Power Girl here, the Joker's in love with Satan. And she's like, no one will ever have your baby. Like no, she says, no one else will ever have your baby, which is a weird magic word. Well, it's supposed to, to be a, a magic so that he can have it. Like no one else will. So, and, he, you know, but even puts, then he eats puts some his mud. Face, well, that's the thing. She stomps his face into some mud that just happens to be there. Then all of a sudden the next morning he's magically pregnant, coughs up some mud. It becomes a clay face baby that then turns into a perfect replica of a Joker child. And then it's like, hey, Zatanna, look how cute my boy is. The end. The end. And and one of the jokes is, and I'm telling you, a lot of times, you know, this sort of thing will make me chuckle. But it's like, hey, Dr. Phosphorus. Made me chuckle. I can't help hey, it. Hey, there, atomic sculpt. That's okay. But hey then there, you Mr. go Bones. down the line and then it's, it doesn't make sense. Then He's not even anything close to that. It's just stupid. And that's the big joke. Now, if the baby came out and ended up looking like Gaggy, then I'm laughing because then it's Gaggy's baby. I'm like, oh my goodness, what happened? I just that wanted him to come funny. out looking like a Rogu version of Joker. Well, I thought it was going to be Rogu. It looks like that. A lot of people ended up mentioning the idea they did this on Family Guy. They did this American in Dad. Rick and Morty. They did American Dad. But yeah, and Stewie ended up having a Brian baby. The same deal. Threw him up. Oh, uh, right. That's right. Yeah, it ends up being almost the same. Did he throw him up? I don't know what happened to that. I think they were butt babies too. But even so. We've seen this a trillion times just because it's now the Joker and it doing means it. Nothing. And it's the Joker. It's this gag. would be different if it was Batman or something. Yeah, it's a gag. And it wouldn't was... be different if it was Batman, really. Yeah. Well, I'm saying it, then maybe people could get, but why get upset about the Joker? But it's just a shitty book. I mean, this whole story, this whole issue sucked. It sucked. And it, it gave you nothing. And then at the end, you get butt, baby. 
And that didn't make it any better or worse. It ends up just being the same nonsense that we've had. And I think that Matthew Rosenberg is laughing and saying, I did it. He probably didn't even mean anything by this. I'm telling you, I think that this Why is like you? lightning in a bottle for him because now all of a sudden, I bet you that this thing gets bought a lot. Oh, I got to see this butt baby. Out. Yeah, the butt baby. And it's, the people are going to be like, really? That's it? Like, crap. Uh, really crap. Duped but, again. Uh, yeah, yeah, because it's just not good. Uh, but I'm more concerned with the main, main story. story, which is going yeah. nowhere. It's because going the nowhere. You know, has stop. always been ridiculous garbage. It doesn't matter. It doesn't belong here. It's and just for a gag. It. And the joke's on us for having to pay an extra dollar to read it. But the main story I find compelling, I want to know more about. But this issue and the last issue haven't done much for me overall. I like the art and this whole thing, but I'm going to need more out of the man who stopped laughing than just sitting around in a hospital or sitting around with Harleys. You just can't have these wow moments or like, you know, here's Jason Todd versus the Joker. Yeah, I've seen it a billion times at this point. You need to do something with this and show me why I need to keep reading this because I had an idea before, but with each issue that comes out, I'm having less and less reason to keep like, you know, buying this, even though we have to talk about it for the fucking podcast. But because of that, I'm giving it a 5.5 out of 10. Yeah, uh, I want to give it a fuck you five, but I, I don't want to give it a fuck you five because... I don't want people to think that next. up. No, they, they, well, yeah, they, they don't want it. Well, I can hit that sound effect multiple times. I don't pay for hit. But the idea, it's not like my heroin. Uh, you end up where wow. I don't want to make it like if somebody just like obviously tune in right now and hears that they're going to think that heroin. I'm all up in arms about the Joker <laughs> butt baby. And I really don't care about that. But the problem is. I also don't care about the main story anymore because nothing's going on, Eric. That means fucking fuck fine. you. Take that. I, I just, it you dropped me it. nuts. It dropped because I ended up like, oh my God, even me. I said, oh man, what's this hype? I got it. Oh, and that was nothing. And then I, I actually, again, Peacemaker Jim gets on Twitter and sees a lot of people really getting angry at each other. I mean, there are slurs being thrown around and all that stuff. So I get in the middle of a going on and i say all i said her was man the only thing i'm offended by is that you have to pay an extra dollar for the backup and then this guy just you who was trying to shit. the guy was the, like being uh, i'm positive with the comics he even has it on his page positivity for comics is my thing he starts just railing into shill, me I got you. and and i'm telling you yeah shill he was a phony and he ends up you know what at first he said oh Sorry that you're a poor ass bitch. Like really? Like Honestly, that, that's what you, that that's too. that's what you're coming at me with. Where I said that we shouldn't have a backup that makes the issue. Like, did a he dollar see a picture more. of you? My, I mean, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like I'm a rock star. I'm sorry, you're homeless. I got, I think, five kids. I obviously I have a dog. The thing won't shut the hell up there. But still, the idea where most of the stuff going on with these books, we have been angry about these backups. I was just trying to, you know, separate the crowd here and saying there's more to be upset about than oh, just a butt baby. I guess. I mean, this guy called me a poor ass bitch. I said, listen, I might be a bitch, but eh, I'm poor, too. So yeah, I'm going to say, we get that here. And ass gets thrown in. Uh, okay. <laughs> poor ass bitch. That's, I should have started with that. But, yeah, I just didn't get it because, again. Start with it. I think you should change your name on Twitter to that. People with this, I might write now. People also, this Street. guy, I swear to God that this guy and another guy suddenly, and it just out of, they have hashtag. Go read comics, but like a little bit of a variation. I'm like, I think you stole that shit from us. I got so angry. Manship should sue. 
Can you sue for a hashtag error? It's I'm so sure somebody mad. has. Can you sue when you have skid marks? Is, is that something you can do? Can you? <laughs> Fuck you! There was this guy who tried to get the town to do so out with him, but where she's backward magic, he has a baby made of mud and shit. I'm keeping that finger. I'm exercising my finger right there on that sound for the next book, which is there. Poison Ivy number eight, written by G. Will Wilson with art by Atagan Elhan, Arif Prianto, Ivan Placencia, and Hassan Atmain Elhal. And this whole thing where. Very good. I'm telling that you, that was a very good pronunciation. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know about the first one I said, but no, the, the that, last that one was, was pretty probably good. way off. I think that yeah, you yeah. ended up, up, you know, three sleeper agents just woke up and started that or I summoned a demon. Stuff. I don't know. Yeah, but exactly. But now that's this, that sucks. This series, it really <laughs> should have ended with six issues Fuck because now we're on issue number eight, and <laughs> it's just on? it's puttering along with no direction. Because in the previous issue, we had Poison Ivy just going around until she realized. Holy shit, I'm in this weird community where they have this fracking going on. I don't, I don't go like that. I don't like that. So, and also gra- grass monsters going on. Like, hey, I know these grass monsters. What's up? Oh my God, Lammy is for I better go talk to the woman in charge and become one of her gardeners because you could just get on that and be like, I am going to save these people from themselves because they told me not to meddle because this woman has brought you know, money to their community and they didn't have a previously. But you know, I got to shut this shit down because they shouldn't have to settle for less than what they're getting, but I'm going to take everything from them by shutting this woman down. Turns out this Miss Crawley, who's in charge, she's also a former protege of Jason Woodrow, just by happenstance, because that's all we're dealing with in this issue. Because you need now, some connection to have to Exactly. Force. For some reason, instead of actually just telling a story that's not forced, and then this Miss Crawley, she was waiting for him. She uh, gave her a whammy of Lamia to the point where Selena, uh, Selena, Pamela cannot control herself. She's becoming more plant than woman at this point in time, and she's eventually going to die. But thankfully, Janet from HR shows up after Mrs. Crawley just kind of walks out the door and leaves. And it turns out another connection because she met Janet from HR back in Gotham City Villains Anniversary Special Number One. Did you one. like that story, Eric? Do you I like don't that? even know what the hell that I is. I don't think you read it. I did. I didn't. And I fought with Ruben about it, about how much bullshit it was, because it was just the same bullshit. It really was. It was but, Poison Ivy walking in, seeing a factory, and taking it down. That's all. It and was. that's the thing is, and we had that now, the idea that, oh, my God, I moved across the country. I have a job now, and you're going to make me, you're going to kill my boss and make me lose another job. But this issue at this point in time, when Jennifer from HR comes in and says, oh, my God, what are you? Do you need help? We have pretty much Poison Ivy stuck to the wall, all planted up and saying, I need you to go into another room and find something for me for what feels like 15 pages. It feels yeah. so over And the even top is able idea. to follow her with a vine that I think she probably could have just done it herself anyway, probably. Yeah. But it's still, like you said, it's just walking up stairways, down the stairway, going into a hallway, going, going to, to where this the lab stuff. over here, find the pink stuff or the purple stuff next to the sunny day. 
And yeah, and so first off, what the fuck is this series about? You know, as we go through this, just the idea I want to ask you, didn't you feel like the beginning was like, okay, this has a tight vision to it. You liked it oh, more yeah. than me, but I'm it seemed like we were making I'm telling you, the worst part of the series was the finale where they made it all about Jason Woodrow and took all of the freaking power out of Selena. Uh, I keep saying Selena, but Pamela Isley's hands by everything she wanted to do by saying, oh, all that stuff you did. Oh, yeah, that was on me. And I made sure it didn't happen because of you know reasons. But you took all the agency away from Pamela. And then you stopped Jason Woodrow for whatever reason you needed to be about Jason Woodrow. And then you moved on. And as I can see here, there is no direction except for this white woman saving everybody from themselves. And so you have this thing going on and, and you wonder with that direction. And it was a direction that Pam, we thought by the end it was going to be that, or at least I did. There was going to be the anti-villain stuff. You know, Pam, she could be good if you're on her side. She could be bad if you're doing something sus like that. And we'll get back to more of a classic. But you could always do whatever story you want with that. But it, I think that DC ended up, oh, my God, it's so dark. It's so. But that's what people were enjoying about it. I wasn't I was. liking it as much, but it was something because it was intriguing to see what would happen next and how far she would take it. And then it seems like somebody just said, fuck this. Cut it off at the knees, and because of that, in my mind, I'm I didn't hear anything. This is not inside info. Ooh, inside info, you said. I, yes, it's inside info. I think that they <laughs> ended up like, hey, listen, I know that we agreed to get the story and have it, but we're not liking this. Yeah, and it was selling though. But the idea, it's not what we really want. So we're gonna stop this now, but we'll give you six more issues. Six more issues to do a nice kind of version of it i, I don't it's, know it's not even the idea because with these six issues we have two issues of the newest like arc of the story now that we finished with woodrow and what the original series would have been a poison ivy when it was just a six issue many but now it's like all right get rid of the darkness and make sure you add as many messages well you that's can what i'm saying issue. that's what i think that they ended up wanting to go the, go have there's so many soapboxes in this in issue the that there's one, no room for anything else in the last issue it was all about pamela telling these people you don't. Des- you shouldn't deserve to just settle for what you can get right now. You deserve more than that. And like, well, we don't have more, and you're going to take it away from us. And like that whole like you know white savior thing we talked about it all the last issue. It, it was a stupid thing to throw it. And this one, Jennifer from HR, well, she can't lose her job, Jim, because she has a tumor on her liver. And you know how hard it is to not have health care. And I'm like, this whole issue is about health care. And ultimately, by the end, it's just going to be penalized. Well. <laughs> I know some doctors. So you're, you're taking care of them. Like, you're taking care of them. That's the weird message? play of this. And the weird play. Remember, it started earlier. It did start in those first six issues. The idea that it seems that G. Willow Wilson, what she thinks she's being clever about is the idea of she thinks like, okay, the surface level issues here, but nobody deals with the stuff underneath. Like the idea, yes, evil woman, uh, we're going to take it. Oh, then I don't have health care. Oh, my God. I didn't realize. Remember, we had it before, the idea, oh, all of you vegetarians getting that blue agave, but you don't realize that that means what is is going on in this? I didn't worry about that message because I had no idea what that was. I know, but it's still the idea of the (laughs) surface level message that people, that's not the full story. and You don't realize that the people who are, you know, railing against it, but they're doing the bad thing. It's so weird and over the top. And in this. I love the idea that they keep having to mention the idea. Like, she, I miss my boyfriend. That boyfriend was such a piece of shit. She only had a tumor on her liver. And he's like, I'm fucking out. I'm out. I, I'm out. I didn't sign up for this. But it's only there to make you feel bad for her. That doesn't even seem like something. And, and really, she should be mad about Dems that. And not Bricks. really kind for him. But, yeah, the whole deal is that 
she has a, you know, a, a Jess got a cold. I broke up with her ass. Well, that is true. But then you took her back, Eric, when she healed well, up. Well, she got better, yeah. Well, you know, you were wilding, as the kids say on that weekend. But you end up where, just as, as an <laughs> aside. Wilded. I don't know why I thought of that. As an aside, just so I get this straight, a guy usually leaves the, if you have a Tanya has a tumor on her liver as we speak. It's uh-huh. it's nothing that is dangerous or anything. But uh, can I leave now? Do I get yeah. a free pass? I'm out. I'm out, Eric. But yeah, so all this ends up being that deal of I need money for surgery, and now I'm not going to have it. For surgery. I, I, it almost felt like like the surgery's next week, and if they end up taking down like everything gets cut, it just doesn't make sense. It's it's not a story. It's bad. Yeah, that it's not something that's interesting. It's not interesting. Like if this woman would be telling, I hate to say it, I'm an awful person. I can't pay attention to anything. If I was in a room and she was telling me this story, I would have zoned out ten minutes ago. What's that liver? I don't like that. I'd rather have steak. That's what I'd yeah, say. That's what spleen you got going on, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> stop, stop, woman, spleening it to me, right? There's I'm glad a joke. She's on the new liver. So in that though, it's like, hey. I know that my boss is real evil, but I need health care. But then Pamela says, I'll take care of it. And she ends up helping so that Pamela has doctors that owe her favors. Right. What story is this? And how does this pull together as an overall narrative? Because right now you are a low rent Bruce Banner going around hitching to each town and doing nonsense is what it seems to me. And I don't get it. I just don't get what happened to this book, even if I wasn't enjoying it as much at the beginning, it has completely lost any sort of focus and seems to be the issue of the month. And, you I know, agree. whatever it ends up, you know, I expect the shit from Mark Russell to drive me nuts. I don't need it here. And it just ends up again where I think you're railing against surface level stuff, but you're surface level. You don't have enough time. This is it's just nonsense. It really is nonsense. I don't know where it's going. Well, even when we have Miss Crawley show back up and Jennifer Major throws the the antidote on poison ivy, turning her back to regular poison ivy, and then Miss Crawley runs out and you know, we have you know poison ivy catch up to it's like, you knew. You knew this technology was poisoning the fields and the people who live here and you did nothing. And it's like did nothing. When I found out, I pushed our tech even harder. I sold it to big energy firms. I got on TV and praised it. I was ready to take Dr. Woodrow's vision to the whole world. This was the final piece of the beautiful puzzle. People like you make perfect the... Uh, this line really fucked me up when I was reading. I feel like it should be a comma, but I don't know. But people like you make perfect the enemy of good enough. Yeah. Yeah, that was a weird phrasing, right? Like, I eventually got it, but it, I had to read it like seven yeah, goddamn times. I'm with you. You'll burn the world down before you'll compromise, and then you'll declare yourself queen of the ashes. You're a bigger fraud than I am. And then, because of this, Poison Ivy just turns Miss Crowley into some kind of xenomorph tree monster. What the, the fuck edge. happened there? I mean, look at that. I mean, seriously. She can't get through the door. She can't get through the door anymore. It's She's a, so it's big. It's a giant green monstrosity oh with teeth. I'm like, I don't know what you just did, but it's on to save this liver problem. And here's here's the deal. In this, and I hate to keep going with the idea of what we were getting in the first bunch of issues, but when we had that stuff going on, again, I kind of was thrown off by it, but when Pamela was doing things against people, she had that state of mind going and you didn't know, you know, what was going on. She wanted to burn down the whole world, so it made sense. But in here, she's just like, okay, I'm going to turn you into a goofy looking fucking swamp monster. I mean, it ends up where I, like, really? Like, this book actually felt. Fuck the giving tree. This is the tree you don't want anything from. It's giving me something nightmares. 
It's so bad. Oh my god, I think it would give you hepatitis. Look at that thing. It is so bad. And when you look, when you see that big deal and all those teeth, but then you see her head still there in the middle, I'm like, holy shit, this looks is looks like bad. some kind of forest dungeon in a yeah, fantasy I'm game. I'm telling you, seriously, yeah. And then she's like, the green. I need them. Like, fuck that. Get away from. It. If this is what the green is going to make you do, get out of there. But then, like you said, then you end up where, and I love too that this other lady. She doesn't even bat an eye. They sit down and have a little talk about that. And this monstrosity is screaming right next to them. Ah, kill me. And they're like, you know what? I don't have the health insurance. I'm like, look at what the fuck happened to her. I mean, even I think they're sitting on her tongue, possibly. They're just (laughs) hanging. Hey, look at that. And and so, yeah, they go and, hey, let's go. And then you just leave this light like this. I know that the lady was evil, but seriously, oh my goodness. And they go, all right, let's go out of here. I have some favors. We'll do this. And then for what we have learned in this, are we supposed to get any feels here? I'm like, I actually was like, I felt worse for those kids that the the Joker was telling jokes to. I'm sitting here with this bitch. I don't know her. (laughs) Oh my God. She just let shit go down. Janet comes out of search. She's like, what? Will you stay with me? Even if I fall asleep, I'll stay as long as you need me. I'm like, what are we doing right now? And I swear, I figures th- that line is fine, but I swear I've seen it in another movie and read it in somewhere else. And it feels like such a forced line, and it's such a weird idea for Pamela Isley to care so much about Jennifer HR, who she got fired from a job fucking back in some goddamn anthology special that nobody read or cares about. I wanted this book to be something big and important that really pushes Ivy to the next level after everything that she's been through from heroes in crisis through fear state and all these other things had the new status quo and have it mean something. And I thought that's what we were getting in the first six issues until it all came crashing down with Woodrow being the mastermind and pretty much being the power behind everything. That's where the fucking like the straw of the book counts back was. And now it is just aimless and wants to have a message every time where it does nothing for Pamela Isley as a whole, except for maybe get people excited that maybe she'll go back to Gotham and her and Ivy. Can, I mean, Harley can have a relationship again because we're just really taking any agency she previously had and what she was feeling. Now it's like, oh, I'm going to care about people and be a good guy now. Yeah. That's yeah. It. And and even when you do that, it's, it's like funny Harley because- wanted me to. I mean, yeah, maybe the play here could have been, I don't know if it's any better, but the idea where there's this woman and she has an issue, you know, her boyfriend leaves her. She thought she had the perfect life. She has a tumor on her liver. That doesn't make her a good person. That doesn't make her, you know, somebody that you need to save. Maybe you could have played out the idea that in that surface level versus what's really going on, she is actually the evil of this whole deal because, quite frankly, this is the second place that this woman has been in that Ivy had to take down because they were awful. And she's the common denominator. But yet here you are where you're going to have to end up saving her for some reason, then stay with her for no reason. And we're supposed to have feels for this woman. And well, we had nowhere. We had Ivy save Janet from HR because she had some doctor friends who owed her a favor. But what about everybody else who maybe needed their health insurance who are what now the, out of the luck? The people were in that van, though, that they were all, you know, all lammied up. Did you That's know, fine. Them? But yeah, and even then, like you said, you started this story, quite frankly, with those migrant workers. Remember, that was the whole thing. Hey, we should take this down. No, no. We don't mind because we're getting paid. Well, that's out the window. They're, they're not getting paid now. This whole that place town is, is done. dying. Everybody else who worked for that, like Miss Crowley, they're all out of jobs. They don't have any health insurance and anything like that. And yes, maybe we're saving the world from Dr. Woodrow's little fucking pet project, Miss Crowley. 
But ultimately, what about everybody else? You want us to have the feels and the cares because that was the uh, like, feels last Ivy, issue. We're felt bad for Jennifer from HR. We saved her, but like I'm sure there are thousands of other people that are out of luck now because of this. Yeah, and this is again, this is kind of the deal where when you get politics and, and these issues, yeah, there's room for it. There's always been that sort of thing in comics, whatnot. But when you end up solving it in a surface level deal that really doesn't solve it, it, it does get a bit annoying. And that's kind of what it seems here. And because those migrant workers, or at least the workers there, I don't know the migrant workers. Yeah, I thought about that for here. Said it last time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they are but working at least, here. And at they least might, Ivy was. The way that they were, I think that maybe they ended up coming here and that was where, okay, we can settle down finally. We ended up doing it. It did seem to be pushed in a way that they were really happy to finally have, you know, a job like it's gone. Yeah, and it was uh, evil, but they weren't evil. And so now they're done. But then you go, and even the idea, remember when Ivy was just a landscaper for one day and just gets to walk right into the boss's office? Like, none of this made sense to get I'm anywhere. You, these people are so hard up and bad off. They were willing to deal with grass monsters on the reg because of it, and now it's just all gone. They have nothing. What happened? <laughs> Ivy! Like, actually, it would be funny if you end up where, by the end, she is just, without even knowing, she's made so many. So many enemies. This Jenna, her boyfriend, he's pissed. Because now he has no reason to not go back, right? She seems to be pining for him. <laughs> I like the idea. Hey, I don't have that tumor on my liver. I'll be over at nine, baby. What'd you say, baby? Order I pizza. love this. <laughs> I love you, babies. Ah, oh, but yeah. yeah and you, you still have that birthmark, though, don't you? Okay, yeah, right, cool, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. You didn't have that removed, all right. Be funny if while she's in there, she like ends up being so bad that she's getting plastic surgery. She's doing all this stuff. She's like, I really got a nip of the tuck going on. But yeah, by the end, what's going on? How many favors do Exactly. Oh, I'm going to do that. I like the idea at the one point. It did make me laugh where Ivy goes, well, you know, I, I went to medical school. I was like, I'm not going to let you cut me open right now. I actually thought that's what we were. <laughs> like, there she goes, a little surgery. Eli, like along the times that we've seen, like Superman having to do a surgery where he reads a medical book in a few seconds and uses his thumbnail as a scalpel. What I wanted to have, though, is the lady, she wakes up right in the middle and it's Harley, Poison Ivy, and Selena, and they're just the three stooges. Get manipulating! And they just start doing things. Oh my goodness gracious. But yeah, I said that I was worried that we were going to have like Harley in this and it was going to be a giant. Please. <laughs> Yeah, now I want just to be that because this book has no direction. It ends up where the non-direction now really just ruins any sort of direction before. So this is all a weird book that is going to be something like it had potential. It didn't live up to it so far. And it's selling great, Eric. So I I don't know. Maybe it's maybe that's the secret sauce. I don't know. Maybe everybody's like you. When you have a book that's so weird that you can't end up figuring it out, you just keep getting it to figure it out, I guess. But, oh my, what would you give it? That's not true. I dropped the Mega Men right away. Um, That is true. That is true. But did you keep the Forever People? Did you keep that one? No, I did not. No, you didn't even get that one. How about Aquaman and the Outside? These are all books that I ended up doing exactly what you did. Aquaman and the Others. And the Others. I was over Stormwatch in the New 52. These are the piece of crap books that I kept going with. But, uh, yeah, what would you give this? Ultimately, I'd give this a fuck you five. Fuck you! Yeah, I'd like the chicken strips, Eric, but, you know, vegetarian stuff. Fuck I'm going chicken with strips. This is the vegetarian. Well, that would be kind of a vegetarian creed, right? Hey, fuck you and your chicken strips because I, I like fuck salad. You. Can we go with that? Yeah. I like that. Fuck you. What's your book of the week? I guess it's Batman, right? 
Yeah, that would be both of ours. Batman yeah. number what was it? One thirty one. One thirty one. Yeah, you know, it's one of those weeks. Hey, if Tim Drake would have come out this week, it would have had a fighting chance, right? You, you, we didn't like the last issue at all, but still, it would have had a fighting Look, chance. This issue you. of Batman was still higher than what I gave that one issue of Tim Drake Robin that I enjoyed. But the others are just who we. Again, when we talked on the Patreon spotlight, we ended up being, you know, disappointed with the finale of Asriel, sort of Asriel. Yeah. Boy, that that's like Faulkner compared to well, these a lot people. of these books just don't want to do anything for some reason with the pages that they're given, and I have no idea why. Yeah, it's very odd. It's a very odd play. And then when you see some books like, I mean, say World's Finest that were confused with, content, but it does things every issue. Why can't? Somebody just, you know, editorial realize, hey, you know, they, you get the script and say, really, we can't have an issue where this woman is just walking up and down stairs and talking about medical insurance. That's Look, not World's what Finest is a weird book, but I think it, it pulls through each and every time it comes out. It would definitely be on my pull. And list. I said some people, yeah, it would be on mine, too. And some people say, like we said at one point, we're not sure the continuity that usually gets you upset. Yeah. But when you're telling a story in each issue, you get at least something out of it. That goes a long way, especially when these things like this and that Joker book, you're getting shit. I mean, you're getting shit babies is what you're getting. And <laughs> we're taking Clayface down to the I river. I think that the problem is the a lot of people talk about this of who's more to blame, you know, the writers or the the editors. I say yes. yes. <laughs> That's my answer. They're both. The writers are coming up with the shit and the editors seem to not have the balls to tell them, no, 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 go back. Remember what Reggie's told us about his dad? Uh -huh. And if you, if you aren't aware, Reggie, we even mentioned him earlier. He used to be on our podcast, unfortunately passed away. RIP Reggie. His dad was a DC editor. Now, the, his dad was an editor at points for, say, you know, a little writer named Marv Wolfman. Yeah. He would come home bitching and moaning and rewriting stuff that Marv Wolfman, where everybody here would sit there and think, oh man, he wouldn't need anything. No, because some of the stuff wasn't good. And if it wasn't, he ended up telling him that. And if Marv Wolfman wouldn't, you know, listen to him. He'd write shit himself. He'd scribble out this and write in lines because Marvel was done. He was on to the next thing and off it went. These people are like treating everybody with these, you know, gloves on that they can't get involved. Please, somebody has to step up. I blame the social have... medias. Oh, wrong. Well, I do that as well. <laughs> and again, this one sells, so you can't really say, but I don't think there's a lot of editors left. A lot of the senior editors, they bailed. And so you get these young up-and-comers and things like that, or people who just are working at DC for a little bit, and I think they're afraid to tell, like, a G. Willow Wilson who has some cred. So you're saying we're going to need Tomasi back as an editor? Yeah, I would love that. I, I, here's the thing. You know what I would worry about Peter J. Tomasi? I think he's too nice a guy. Uh, but I think that he would actually be a teacher as well. Like, hey, you get the... Because a lot of things, not G. Willow Wilson or even Matthew Rosenberg, but... You have people like a Jeremy Adams, so it's worked out. Tim Sheridan, not so much, but they're coming from a different medium, and I think they're being thrown to the wolves here. They're they're just, hey, take this, and there you go, and it's sink or swim, and unfortunately, when they sink, we're here with it. We're sinking along with them, and it sucks, and it's just, it's weird. You don't have that workshop anymore because those people are just writing big books right away, and I don't know. I don't know. There's <laughs> just not a lot of great things, and there are good things that we like at DC right now. Oh, yeah, We've definitely. talked about this before. But I think at this point, and when people say it's a golden age, that's bullshit. I mean, seriously, even when they say it, they know it's not. But there are some really, really good books. But then there's some. There's such a divide between the good books and the bad ones, more so than we've had in a while. 
We always say that it's like the DCYOU. I don't know if it might be getting a little worse than that, but I'm saying the lower books. But there's still right. always something to read. And we're here. Again, I think that what we do, we well, end we're up... Bitch, well, we can bitch and moan and complain about this. I can't wait for the next era of all the Superman books that are coming out right now. No, yeah, I can't wait for... Well, it. I will Seriously. be coming out. I can't wait till the next Tim Drake comes out because we get to talk about it and have fun. <laughs> there you go. I mean, we're here if you don't want to read. And a lot of times people will bail, but that's what we're here for. We read the shit so you don't have to. And we have fun and go with it. But, you know, sometimes it's it gets frustrating. We're going to have two Green Lantern books, and I can't wait for that either. Eight years, Eric, we've been doing this. And oh, there's been times in that where you, you make fun of me. But I've been depressed as shit about things. Like I, oh, I'm like, every episode, I got. I'm not like that at, recently because I'm getting some of those good things though. Everybody, go back to like the three or four episodes ago when Jim came on, telling everybody how depressed he is. No, that's not like I'm talking about. I'm trying to remember. There was one that at the end I had to clip it. it. I had to apologize to everybody that I was really, really upset around like a heroes in crisis and stuff like that where things were really getting dark and it looked like the rebirth that everybody loved was being shit thrown, shit thrown out of there. No shit but thrown. yeah, right now I like oh, some of the books. At least I like I'm something going on. I'm so excited about Batman. On. And I think that also it has helped where people do say, oh, well, if you hate it, why do you reveal it? Well, we always say that we do it because that's what we do. But yeah. we have dropped some of these books that really would have, you know, driven us nuts. So at least we kept our sanity. That way, most of those are Tom but King books. For some books. reason, That's, we stick go. with Wonder Woman. Yeah, well, it's Wonder Woman. I mean, we don't really like Tom King, <laughs> so we dropped that. But no, we put it on the Patreon. So the King's did, Corner, but, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So we still had that, but it was a different way. But that was smart because people were and people were ready to kill us. <laughs> I mean, we really <laughs> were. That's what happens when you're on the cutting edge. I just have to say that we ended up not liking it, and people were losing their minds, and then they kind of came around. But yeah, and if Tom King starts writing Wonder Woman, if he does Superman, we're, we're going to be doing it. That's main box. Main oh, three we have to do, right? Yeah, and then it'll be on the Patreon when people lose their <laughs> mind. But again, it's a different atmosphere. It's a weird play, just to reminisce before we go into the next week stuff real quick. It is funny. I was thinking the other day of when we started doing our written reviews and even the podcast, like we were looked at as, and we said we were always just trying to be honest with it. Yeah. We came in and all of a sudden it was like, look at those assholes trying to be negative. And then it kind of went to the day. Now, all of a sudden, I'm getting yelled at on for YouTube for being too positive. And we haven't changed at all. I mean, we haven't changed one bit. And there it is. All of a sudden, now we're too positive. I'm like, our honesty ended up outliving the deal. And now it's gone full circle. I don't even know. I don't even know what's going on. Uh, with that, because yeah, we've gone through where people, I've had weeks where people have yelled at me about me and you either being too positive or too negative in a way like, oh, you're SJWs. Oh, you're comedy. What are you talking about? I'm I like, just got hate because of Tim Drake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yet, that's what it was always about. So there you go. Eight years, eight years down the fucking tubes. What did I get out of it? My entire 30s. And, and my, <laughs> and my, my kids don't talk to me. They sat there and the other day they're like, yeah, we're mad because you care more about the podcast than us. I'm like, well, yeah. Well, what's you for me lately? But the idea of it is the idea of just doing it every Saturday. Like, that doesn't mean that I don't like anybody. That's just what we do. Yeah, that's you hear definitely that, not kids? the reason you don't like anybody. Yeah, I just, I'm not a real personable guy. 
So uh-huh. I'm I'm a lot better than my dad. I told him I I always said I will be better father than my dad. And I did that years ago. I'm now coasting, Eric. I really am, and I I ended up doing that. And R.I.P. Dad, you jerk. That jerk off probably's there at the buffet in the sky. There's no way a cloud could support eat? his fat ass. That's the thing. You don't, but he will. I say that because I will as well. <laughs> like, where's the buffet? Like, you don't have to eat. It's not about wanting or needing. It's just I kind of like it. But that's not it. Let me get to the books. <laughs> Here we go. We have a couple more books next week, and we have a Joker book. I'm glad that these are spaced out at least a week. Agreed. Because having the deadly duo also then have, and it, it also just to mention that, the, the Joker who lost his laughter down the lane. The end up where also the backup, maybe do something different. Having a Joker backup and the Joker, it just kind of, it's well, too the much. Well, before this week happened, what we had come out was Batman, Batman the Deadly Duo, or Batman Joker the Deadly Duo, and also Joker who managed to stop laughing. And in that before, we had the Joker during the Zoran R backup in Batman. We had the Joker the man who stopped laughing. And then we also <laughs> had. You know, the uh, the Deadly Duo going on, so it was just jam-packed, the first section with Joker, nonstop Joker down your throat. And the problem is, I didn't think any of them were good. No, and that, that was the problem. But next week, and two of these books will be on the Patreon-only spotlight, picked by the baddest, is the Get Fresh crew. And if you want to be involved in that and get a lot of other shows as well, a lot of shows that I do with the Get Fresh crew, you go over to patreon.com slash... Weird sense. The book, baby. But, but. Yeah, Batman and the Joker, the Deadly Duo, number three, a book that every time it comes out, Eric wonders why we're doing it. I People know. seem to like it. It is selling well, Eric. Now, it's only two issues in. This will be the third. But I think this is going to be a big, big seller. We may get more of this later. I don't know. It just, again, maybe it'll pick up. Nothing's really going on in that book yet, but it has the Silvestri art that people seem to like. Somebody's kidnapped Jim Gordon. Somebody's kidnapped Harley Quinn, which is going to put the Joker and Batman together. Is that a skeleton Jim Gordon? We didn't even talk much about the skeleton Jim Gordon because it doesn't really do much, right? No, I'm saying we didn't talk about if it was ridiculous or it was whatever. I I don't know if it's ridiculous now because I don't know the context of it yet. Even if it's a figment of his imagination, I think it's ridiculous. I, I don't need a comedy relief. And also, I wanted him to have bubbles coming out of his pipe. I want him to, you know, do that gag, right? Bubbles there. Batman Incorporated, number four, a book that I actually do like. I'm, intri- I'm not intrigued by it. I just enjoy it. I like it. it. I just want it to get better. Well, and that's the thing. I don't pine for it, but when it comes up, I'm not upset. I'll give you my reactions to each of these books of if I'm excited or if I'm upset about it. And I think that Deadly Duo, I'm excited about it because I want to hear you lose your mind. Batman Incorporated, number four, I, I like it when it comes out, and I want to see what's going on, pick up the pace there. I only really care about Ghostmaker and Cladner at this point because the book is so chock full of characters that don't have time to do anything. Remember when we dropped Urban Legends, because that's coming out next week. Is the we final issue? Urban Legends. It might be, and, and the way that it was going, I did have some people question that, and I said, I don't think anybody's reading this book for real, and now I've seen the rankings and things. I think no. I was right, Eric. Like, nobody's even touching that book. It just it, the price well, point was, cool was too first, high, yeah. and you ran out of integral stories. A list it, there. Source, again, yeah. it should have pushed the idea of going from that to a DC percent. Have some Firestorm in there, right, Eric? Firestorm. What else do you like? Firestorm. I like <laughs> Captain Marvel. Fate, right? You got the Doctor Fate story. That'd be pretty cool. Captain yeah. Marvel. That's called Shazam. We have uh, I am Batman number seventeen. 
every time I see that, I'm like, that's still going on. I know is it that the is. Finale? It's no, I think it goes for a couple it's months. The so yeah, something like that. I think it is 18. That book had some potential. I think that everybody lost their mind about it early without reading it, but really at the end, maybe they were right because it really fell flat. But you want to talk about excitement, Eric? Are you ready? Are you ready to rumble? Are you? No. Lazarus Planet Alpha, number one. I'm looking alpha. forward to that. I'm down. <laughs> alpha. Alpha. Oh, where's the beta? I end up being excited about that. Look, I'm talking to him. Yeah, I know. Well, it's somebody at your house. We end up with you got uh, Jim Gordon over there with the bubbles you coming out. Of his if I ended up having Jim Gordon here, he would have bubbles coming out. It'd be cool. But I'd have him shave them. Do you think you could shave that off? Like, how is it connected to the bone? Stop worrying about it. It'd be so disgusting. Can you imagine you're like doing that? It's in the bone, fused in there. Oh my god! Where We're did you get about that? A- where do you get Talking that trench coat? <laughs> about a Lazarus planet, though, which will be our big event going on right now for our winter and the spring and stuff like that. You do have an amazing cover here. We have Batman, Poison Ivy, Monkey Prince, Damian Wayne, Robin, Cyborg, and Power Girl all teamed up to do whatever we need to do with whatever Lazarus planet is going to be ultimately. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm excited about it. I'm I thought that the, team. the premise getting there, whatever, but I'm looking forward to see what Batman, Robin, that. Cyborg, Monkey Prince, Power Girl, and Poison Ivy. 2023, folks. You never that would actually, have imagined. That actually reminds me of that wacky Suicide Squad team that they were going to have but never did. Remember when Poison, Poison Ivy was Poison on their Ivy, black yeah. hand? Yeah, it's, uh, you like that, though. You always like wacky wait. teams. Yeah. The next one is a book that Didn't I happen. think everybody is excited about and likes, Splash 790. Impulse is on the cover. Can't wait. Meatballs, did you say? Impulse. Oh, such a said meatballs. I'm like Bill it's Murray. The he's of there. The Chris Makepeace. <laughs> yeah, it is the one minute war. And again, Lazarus Planet. Oh my God! Every why aren't they pushing this Flash book enough? They really aren't. It, it ends up where they're really relying on word of mouth, and people only listen to the negative. I think because the Flash book has been really good. Definitely on my pull list. It feels like something that would have been coming out with Rebirth, and nobody seems to want to jump on it. But yet we'll say that Rebirth was the greatest thing. It feels like a Wally West Rebirth, you know, sort of air deal, and I think that everybody should get involved. Uh, And then we have Wonder Woman 795, which I I don't know. I don't want to say ahead of time, Eric, but I haven't read it. In this issue, Jim, on the cover, it says Wonder Girl takes flight, because if you remember, Yara Flores back in this issue. Yeah, she is. I... I heard with some Jerry people, the Pegasus. Some people read this and they were saying stuff to me, and I don't even know if it's a spoiler, but I don't know. Something about a love bomb. I, that's okay. all they said. And I'm like, all right, that sounds like. Is that like a know, love gun? It's either that or I was okay. going to say it. Dude, it sounds like a B 52s song. Please or right, to read love this Shacker. issue. Find out if we do have a love bomb and change it for a love gun. Instead of Love Gun, I want Love Bomb. You don't want Love Shack to that? Like, I can just. Honestly, I, I, I love Love I Gun. I can talk, sing like that. <laughs> I could be like Fred Schneider. Love Bomb, love, baby. Love Bomb, baby. Like, I could do that. That'd be easy. No, that would end up coming out like that stupid Crash Test Dummies deal where I'm like, it just doesn't sound right. It's too oh, unique love gun. a sound. Sounds pretty badass, right? Yeah. Love Bomb. That would be pretty good. Yeah. yeah. We'll do that. With that badass drums. Can I mix in Christine 16? It's so sus a song that I mix that in just for the hell of it. I can't, Why? but I ended up making a playlist that I was going to put on the Patreon. My the deal sus of, songs playlist. It was sus songs stuff playlist. that gets me hard. No, it wasn't that. <laughs> yeah. You got Winger seventeen, right? That's <laughs> it. you got. You got Christine sixteen, and I, I was going to do a little bit of you know DJ in between. 
I'm like, oh my God, Kip Winger, well, you know, well, hold my beer because here comes Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley with Christine 16. <laughs> and then I was hoping that I'd find a song that was like, hey there, six year old, but I couldn't find it, Eric. Good. I could not find that song. Though there is a song called Little Children that ends up by, uh, I forget who it is from right now. Uh, Jerry and the Pacemakers, I believe. But the idea of this is he's kind of luring kids around. But but when the chorus hits, it makes the sense. The Candyman can. Yeah, it's, I'm telling you, it's like little children, don't tell on me. Oh, it's, it's, it seems, it's not sus, but it seems sus. But yeah, there's a bunch of songs. Like, are you I trying to pull like a baby, it's cold outside? It is kind of like that, but it ends up where he's really like, I'll give you candy, come here with me, uh, you know, don't tell anybody if they ask. And you're like, what, what nice the guy. hell is this song? It was the number one hit. And then you realize what happens is he's bribing the uh, girl's younger brother and sister to not tell that they saw them kissing. So it <sighs> ends up being, you know, okay. Except that the guy was 50 and the girl was 10. Then That's it gets sus again. <laughs> now It ends up like it's, it's an innocent song, but it really comes off weird. But yeah, you have stuff like uh, on my sus playlist, Guns N' Roses, One in a Million. Oh mm-hmm. my, who doesn't Axel offend on that one, if you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Do you remember that song? No, I don't even oh remember the song. Oh my god, it's so offensive. Ooh-wee. A lot of slurs in that one. I, I To the point where in this playlist, if I ended up putting it up, I wasn't going to put that in. It, it, I don't want to endorse it, but... Well, it's like trying to just go in. I'm like, oh, it's Dire Straits. Oh, it's Money dire for straits. Nothing. Yeah, Money yeah. for Nothing's on that. That's in there. And even stuff like Don't Stand So Close to Me, even though it's kind of, you know, saying that's bad, but that's still I like that song. I do too. I like it as well, Aaron. But that's that. Two of those books, as we said, will be on the Patreon spotlight at patreon.com slash weird science. I just, I just imagine Luke Hollywood is sitting there saying old people music. That's all he's doing. He said it so much that he got drunk and fell asleep. That's what he'll blame it on. We end up, I think, that on the Patreon spotlight, we will probably end up having Batman, the Joker, the Deadly Duel, and Lazarus, Planet Alpha. Ooh, Take that to the bank. Take it to the bank, Aaron. If we were doing maybe, like, there are some other things that are coming out as well that we don't deal with, but I think Eric's going to read the Danger Streets, but that's it. Why? Uh, Go to our Twitter at Weird Science DC. Follow us, we'll follow you back. Uh, Also, go to our website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com. I hear, uh, you know, scurryings around that old Eric Shea's back on the saddle, Eric. He's gotten gotten the upgrades, but I don't know. We'll see. But then also, go to to our Patreon. I'll tell you after this, I'm going to go here. Go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science. And we have a ton of shows over there. DC, Marvel, indie, manga, things they haven't even named yet. I mean, we'll be doing it. It's there. We have a lot of reading clubs if you like stuff like the Gotham Centrals or the Injustice or the Spawns, right? Or the Walking Dead. I know you're a Walking Dead fan, Eric. He turned down the Never first read an issue. He ended up. It's very good. I was glad that we started oh, that. Me and Mark Jager do that. It's really, really good. Um, and so all that all wrapped up into one. I like to say that it's a family, not a network, Eric, but that was just a joke that, eh, I don't know. But yeah, all that, you do that. Also check out our YouTube channel. I'm doing more and more a video reviews. Some things come out the day of release, and it is the Weird Science Comics. You can go, all these will be in the show notes, all that. Did you just say some things come out the day of release? Oh, for yeah, some reason the videos. No, no, I got you now. For some reason, in my mind, you meant this podcast comes out the day that we do it. I'm like, this podcast comes out the day that we release it. Take that. 
people. <laughs> yeah, actually, so just to point this out, we do end up, I do end up finishing this. We record Saturday night. I then edit the podcast for early release. It's about a day early, so that's another little tiny yeah. little deal, but kind of cool. I know that Andrew and Belfast, I, I really try because sometimes shit goes wrong, so I, I really want to go to bed. But I remember Andrew and Belfast said the one time that he loves when he wakes up because he's in Ireland. He likes waking up and having the podcast there waiting for him, so I end up trying to push that to do that so little things like that we try to hook people up so all in all though thanks for everybody listening and we do really appreciate even totally. even batman beyond Mars. we even appreciate batman beyond Mars. <laughs> thanks for mailing in and letting us know that we've been doing That's this great. way too long and i see the thing i keep saying that the books you know oh man i'm depressed he won't but more and more people seem to be listening again, and that's always cool. So thanks if you just tuned in. This is the shit you're going to keep getting. The shit keeps on going, Eric. But what do we say at the end of the podcast? Everybody have a great week. week. Keep it weird. Weird. And we'll see you at seven. See you in seven. Go read comics. You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.